XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony channel. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, Bopper. It's the Ron and Fez show live on a Saturday night. The first time we've ever done the show up against Saturday Night Live here at 1130 at night. That's Wednesday morning. Is it Wednesday, Mr. Correcty? No, I want you to tell me again, Correcty. It's what, Thursday? You know, do you want to do me a favor? (laughs) Yes. And stop looking like... Uh, Bluto from the old Popeye cartoons. I know it's a good look. And just focus on the dates. Um, and I said those things to him without him being crushed. Um, him knowing that I'm teasing and I love him tremendously. Uh, we are waiting for Rick Perry's press conference this morning. Rick Perry should be dropping out of the race, and rumor has it. Endorsing Newt, I'm not Romney uh, Gingrich. So uh, it should be an exciting, exciting time uh, for everybody. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, if you want to get in on this. Uh, and we will let you know as soon as that happens. Um... Also, we are giving out Zombie Spaceship Wasteland, signed, ladies and gentlemen, by Pat Oswalt. And in my opinion, Pat Oswalt should be nominated for an Oscar this year. Uh, and I still hope it happens. I just wish they pushed him a little harder, the people that produced that film. Um, because if you see the people that have been up for awards, I don't think, uh, I don't think you can say they were uh, doing a lot better than Patton. But we've got a caption contest up and running. Would you click that on for me, Chris? This will be... uh, A listener sent this to me, and I thought it would be fun. Um, This is... It looks like it's in China, but a young boy uh, being hosed out on the street by his father. He's in tears as the neighbors uh, point and laugh. So... I thought we'd go for this because this reminds us of our our own Fred Watley and uh, could make a nice caption contest. Best caption picks up the Patton Oswalt signed uh, book, which is uh, terrific. This is bringing uh, back bad flashbacks. Uh, Let's go over here to Mike in D.C. Hey, Ronnie, I just heard that and this is kind of a shocker that uh, Newt Gingrich's ex-wife says that at the time he asked her for an open marriage, and her response was that that is not a marriage. Hey, Fezzi. Mm-hmm. What does Santorum taste like? All right, first of all, let's uh, move on from that. And Santorum is quickly moving up above 
what Google has listed as Centaurum. This is a bombshell that ABC is putting out. It is Newt's ex-wife apparently trying to gut him right before the election starts. Oh, yeah. She's pissed and just fucking can't. You know, she's, she's dead in the interview, right? They're just holding it right now? Yeah, they're yeah. holding it, and who knows when they did this, <laughs> but they're waiting for this let's get Romney elected moment to gut him. It should be playing tonight on Nightline. Right. Is a, and it just goes back to what Sarah Palin was saying of... They're trying to, the the media is trying to get Romney the nomination. Yes. So I I, I don't think it's going to work because I don't know if divorce is such a big deal to people anymore. And an ex-wife can just, an ex-wife, that can actually be like a bad thing in this country where they get the reputation of just being bitter. It may backfire on ABC. Do you remember what party that he's running in, though? The Republican. That's the problem. It's not like this is a Democrat saying, hey, I wanted us to have an open marriage, and everyone's going, oh, we're not all that fucking surprised. Uh, this is the Republican Party. The party of marriage is important. Don't give it to the gays. Don't help out. This is deadly if you're a Republican. Now, the thing is, I will agree that we do expect some ex-wives to be bitter. But it's also your job to take care of that before you run for president. Keep that shit in check. Yeah. Because be- you know it's going to come back like it just <laughs> that This is the problem. If you know that you're running for president, you have to say, what are they going to use against me? And if you have an ex-wife who hates you, you got to go talk to her before you run for fucking president. And say, dude, I know you're mad, but this is going to work out for you, too. Everybody's getting paid. (laughs) Ronald Reagan had an ex-wife many, many years ago. Never said a fucking bad word about it. Supposedly, he cheated on her. She never said, you asked her, but whatever. He's doing his thing. Because whatever their deal was, or the fact that he kept the friendship going, is how he took care of that. I don't... I don't think it's surprising that anybody has an ex-wife these days. I think it's surprising that you leave anybody around with a hand grenade before you start to collect a bunch of money from strangers and then campaign back and forth. The funny thing is, like, look how this happened before South Carolina, a somewhat conservative uh, state. So, yeah, this isn't good for him. I mean, now the thing is, will most people be rocked by this? Probably not. But all it takes is a 10% shift that would have been through you, that would have been for you, to go in the other direction, and it's fucking uh, deadly. Um, Here is um, Freak. Freak, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, it's not just limited to the right, Ronnie. Uh, Joe Biden goes before a crowd in San Francisco yesterday, gets them all riled up and says, the Giants are going all the way, walks off the booze. Joe Biden, uh, first of all, he's such a nut, <laughs> and that it's unfucking believable But remember when John Kerry did this uh, when he was in Michigan, and 
start trying to talk about Ohio State football. Oh. These guys don't know where they're going when they're zip-zagging around the fucking country. They're fucking maniacs. But the funny thing there is football, you couldn't get more important to people. And the fact that the Niners are finally back. And if he would have said, hey, I'm an East Coast guy, but I know we're going to have a good game, then everybody would have liked him for it. The hey. fact that he was just going for the shitty buzz, that he, because he, <laughs> for some reason, he saw tall buildings and thought that he was in New York. Hicks, you're upset with Mayor Bloomberg. Holy shit. Jinxy, jinx, jinx, jinx is basically now, you know, every mayor's of, the, of rival seals have bets. Well, they, he's already made a bet with the 49ers fucking mayor, uh, San Francisco's mayor, for what they're going to exchange if other team wins. You don't do that. Wait to the Super Bowl to make these fucking city bets. Right, what are, like what, what are their bets right now? Okay, so if the 40, if uh, the Giants win, San Francisco will put one of their trolley cars, they'll drape it in Giants fucking uh, gear, right? and they'll send us some sourdough. If the fucking 49ers win, then we have to set <laughs> Bloomberg sending them bagels from Queens and renaming 49th Street in Manhattan, the street that we're on, 49ers Street. Oh, we're going to be on 49ers Street. That's cool. Uh, why don't we just call Joe Montana way? I would rather have a better name like that. Now, here's what gets to me. First of all, you guys aren't the mayor of those teams, so shut the fuck up. Second, why? hey, why can't this be the great bet? If the 49ers win, they go on to the Super Bowl, and the Giants go home. If the Giants win, then they go on to the Super Bowl. Why can't two mayors just say that? No, they have to, they have to show their city. It really is. Here's the annoying thing about them. It's like them trying to latch on to the news. It's just a cheap pop. Bloomberg don't give a fuck about football. Um... Here is uh, Mike in Boston. You're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, guys. This uh, Gingrich ex-wife, was this the one that I heard uh, had cancer or something? And he no, that, that, was the, his... that was the wife before that one. Okay. He's been married three times. Uh, okay. But the funny guys. thing is, is now that this story is up, everyone's bringing up him moving out on cancer wife, too. It's just... Um, you know, I, 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 from my point of view, I agree with Fez that, hey, we expect the, uh, the exes to be mad at us. But I'm not a southern woman who goes to fucking church every week, and that's whose vote he has to get. And that is the, the problem. The so best I'm, he can hope for is to play on how the southern evangelicals love redemption, and if he gets very contrite about this... They like when George yeah, W. Bush. But you, but you want to do that on your terms, you know what I mean? He needed to be contrite with her before he ran, or he needed to, as he was getting out into this, be like, "Look, I've had some troubles in my past, you know what I mean? I've been married three times. Then I found Jesus. You don't want to find Jesus after you've been busted, you know what I mean? And right now, he let her." And ABC take the big fucking story away from them. They're running the fucking show. The media blitz. Um, let's go over here to Jim, Iowa. You're on Runifest. Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, I'm kind of contrarian here. I don't think any of this marriage stuff is going to hurt Gingrich at all. Uh, what he wants to do is keep that marriage stuff going. 
because he doesn't want people delving into his business dealings and why he was disgraced and thrown out of office, because that will upset more independents than people don't give up fucking he's married three times. They didn't care about Clinton. They didn't care about Reagan. Uh, it doesn't matter. That, but also it's because Clinton's wife stood with him. Reagan's ex-wife never took a shot at him in public. Uh, women are going to turn this on. And be like, wait a minute, I'm tired of being pushed around by men, too. All right, Rick Perry is up and talking in South Carolina. And let's see where he wants his 3% of the vote to go. Whether he's... Oh, there's Goldie Hawn. She's talking away right now. I don't know why she's there. There's Ron Paul. There's The View. We're struggling to find the actual channel. Um... I'm going to go to David while we're trying to find him. David, go ahead, buddy. Hey yeah. So listen, I think we, we ought to make this uh, mayor bet really interesting. And if the Giants lose, then Bloomberg should have to let everyone smoke in New York anywhere they want to. And if the Niners lose, there should be no gay sex in San Francisco for a month. It would actually be a little more fun for us. All right, let's go over. Uh, the problem with this is Rick is going to take a lot of time before he gets to the exciting part. So he never thought this had anything to do with him running. Philosophy transcends any one individual. Transcends. It's a movement of ideas that are greater than any one of us and will live long past any of us in our lives. As a former Air Force pilot, I don't get confused. Um... I know we can't lose track of the ultimate objective. You don't get confused. That's why you're not getting elected. Everybody wanted you. And, and hit the wrong target. Not only to defeat President Obama, but to replace him with a conservative leader who will bring about real change. It's hard to see. Is that Snooky standing hurt. there? Make no mistake about that. 13 million people out of work. 50 million of our citizens on food stamps. $15 trillion national debt and growing. Jesus, I'm getting depressed. We need bold, conservative leadership that will take bold. on the entrenched interest and give the American people their country back. I've always believed the mission is greater than the man. As I've contemplated the future of this campaign, I have come to the conclusion that there is no viable path forward for me in this 2012 campaign. Come on, haircut. Get to the point. Therefore, today, I am suspending my campaign <gasps> oh, and endorsing oh. Newt Gingrich. Oh, I believe Newt is a conservative visionary who can transform oh, our country. So there it is. Rick Perry, uh, as part of the, not Romney, um, campaign has gotten behind Newt Gingrich and this is it for Newt and this is why his ex-wife is and who's ever putting her up to this <laughs> whether you think it's the media or uh, the Romney campaign or even the Democrats uh, is getting her to drop this bomb now because if he doesn't win South Carolina Romney, uh, Romney's going to win this thing. He's unstoppable. This is the fucking death blow, this broad going on fucking Nightline. This would be the death blow, provided 
It's really, really good. Uh, and the headlines that are running out there is one of her quotes is he said to her, you need to share me, which nude has always been really uh, good. Now, here is some exciting news, though. Uh, Romney, who's won Iowa and New Hampshire, no longer won Iowa. Uh, Rick Santorum had more votes than him. Unfortunately, they're not going to declare him the winner. They're just saying there wasn't a winner. <laughs> what the fuck? So, Santorum has got to be just so pissed right now because, you know, he could be tied up one to one, and there are a lot of people counting him out now uh, because they don't think that he's electable. But I think the story would have went a lot bigger with just those few extra... Uh, Votes. Um, let's go over here to um, Randy. Randy, you're on Uh Do you really think Newt has a chance? Because the last time he ran for president, he had so much junk thrown at him that he had to resign his Senate seat. And also, uh, while I'm on here, can I ask Fez if he listened to Open Anthony before he gave you permission to go on like he did? Um, 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 what's his name? Uh, Jay Moore. No, I've kept yeah. this from Fez. I don't didn't want him to worry uh, about me going in tomorrow after he was so upset that Jay Moore wanted me to do his podcast. And we haven't been friends with Jay since. Uh, we haven't uh, had any communication with Jay since that went down that way. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866 Ron Zero Fest. Here's Jack in Kansas. You're on Ron Fest. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Rick, Rick Perry took money from pharmaceutical companies to force Gardasil shots on girls down here. And I'll tell you, it fucked up a lot of families. So good for Newt. He got another scumbag in his pocket. Well, this is the problem with the Republicans right now because you would think that Obama would be easy pickings. I mean, the last four years have not been a stellar uh, presidency, no doubt about it. And yet the Republicans don't seem to have that one person that they're all getting behind. And they're actually normally pretty good about that, about everybody pulling together. But a lot of them don't want to back uh, the Mormon. And there's plenty of them that think that Newt is a liberal. So when you look at both uh, the guys... Uh, running for this right now, they don't feel like they're getting the big conservative uh, that, that they've been looking for. Uh, let's go over now and, and read some of the things that are coming in for today's caption contest. Um, it is something very, an Asian version of Fez Watley's panic moment or his first big panic moment when his father had to hose out a shitty ass in the driveway, and the kids could see. Uh, this one just says, it takes a village to rape a child, how to remove sand without a hose from your ass, oriental baptism, man flushing has really, has really run down. Um, <laughs> that's an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, flushing is termed, what, Korean? Is that it now? It's very, very Asian, all sorts. It's just crazy, though. It's, this is like America there. <laughs> uh, oh, Dad, I just had a little sand in my honey. 
Uh, I tell you, 10 minutes. Who would have thought the Fez used to be a small Asian boy? What happened in Tampa Fez? Put my clothes back on me before I catch fatty pneumonia. Some of these people are tying this in with you, Fez. Yeah, from a horrible, horrible childhood memory of mine. Snapshots from a pedophile's trip to Cambodia. From Pinellas Park to Peking, the next Fez is born. Even the street performers in China violate child labor laws. (laughs) Too easy, right, Fez? Watley family reunion, a young Fez Watley growing up in Pinellas Park, China. What happened in Tampa, Fez? Better yet, what happened in Thailand, Fez? Uh, While being hosed out, a child was crying out for reddish laps. (laughs) Hold still, baby Fez Ling. There's more Zito coming your aunt. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, God. Chinky pneumonia. Poor Fez. Ching chong, ching chong, ching chong, no techie, no wipey. What happened to Beijing Fez? Another gay radio host created. Pedo Shopping Mall. Fez Rotry. Well, that kid is really. Oh, I don't like that one. The Secret to Making Wonton Soup. Opie's Fez around the globe bit, finally taking some steam. Is this the secret? Um, Go to Japan first. That's what happens when you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Public gas spraying is not a standalone experience. These are the last women ever see Fez naked. <laughs> I hope that you have childhood pictures of this. The birth of anxiety. Oh. Uh, this is what happens if SOPA has its way. It's true. Uh, this is the punishment for punching a retard. I will wash my ass, daddy. Me loaf for you a long time. Lou for you. I fucked it up. It was a really good line. I fucked it up. These are fucking hysterical, by the way. Even though our team doesn't seem to be reacting to it. You're kind of mad about it, Fez? Well, it just it was a bad, bad memory that I shared. With this Asian boy. This kid still arrive. <laughs> Poor kid. Such a standalone flute. What do you mean I can't scrub the gay rights out of him? Um... Will we ever find out what happened to Fez in Tampa? Uncle Paul breaks Fez's cherry. I said no starching ass. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, a lot of people think this is the beginning of the anxiety. Was this your first panic attack, Fez? I, yeah, as far back as I can remember, I had a couple of beach ones, but this was definitely the first. Well, what do you mean you had a couple of beach ones? Shark? Well, this was a beach ordeal where we took my cousin, visiting cousins to the beach in Florida, came back, and I was stripped on the carport for the neighborhood and the cousins to see and had the sand hosed out of my ass. I understand that. That's the one that we're talking about. You right. said you had some other beach things. Right. Um, yeah, there was uh, one time where I apparently ruined a beach trip because I really had to go to the bathroom at the beach, and my mother told me to just go in the Gulf, and I absolutely refused to, and had a giant panic, and the beach trip was cut short, and everybody had to go home. 
Now, here's the funny thing. Fez says beach trip. But I knew where he grew up, and I bet he was at most three-quarters of a mile to beautiful white beaches, Gulf of Mexico. And yet, <laughs> and I'm not even making this up, you would never see Fez or his family near that beach. They went to the beach like people who live in the Poconos, <laughs> where they get to go once a, a summer. We're going in the shore this, this weekend. He lived walking distance to the beach. Oh, yeah, that's not a trip then. That's just the neighborhood. And this is white beaches where you're left alone. You've, oh, hell yeah. You've never been on such empty beaches as you can get there in the Gulf. And he knew nothing about it. Or understood it, or has ever really been on a boat for fun. Oh, it's never went water skiing. Come on, it's Does, great. never been deep sea fishing. No, or even fishing at all. Oh, fishing's fun as shit. And yet he lived there. Um, Jimmy is on right now, and it's the newest character played by the Radio Shark. Oh, Shark, he got caught again. No. Uh, ran in Virginia. Ran in Virginia. Hey, fellas. Yeah. Hey, fellas. Uh, I'm, I'm looking online, and I just read a story about a school district in Utah that outlawed the mascot of a cougar because it's offensive to old ladies. And so, what, what do you guys think about this craziness with all this offensive shit? Uh, well, Fez is a big fan of nobody getting offended, and uh, I just have a belief that you're going to be offended. You live on the planet Earth. There's a lot of things that are going to happen that can offend you. I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for the East Greenwich MILF hunters. Um, Uncle Luke in L.A. has a spy report for us. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I was lucky enough uh, to read a good chunk of the new uh, Tarantino screenplay, uh, Django Unchained, the new Western. I spent the last couple nights on uh, set hanging out watching them film. And I'm surprised it's been amazing. Now, what is your connection to Mr. Tarantino? Um, I think the most I can say is that my, my boss is working on it. He's one of the crew guys. Uh-huh. And uh, I've been able to come to the set to bring him gear slash be able to hang out for extended periods. And everything that you've seen so far you think is just fucking great? Well, they spent the last two days on this huge wide shot of, don't worry, there's no spoilers here, of uh, it's about 40 guys coming over a hill on uh, horseback, and they all have, like, Ku Klux Klan masks on and, like, torches. And the hill is so steep that uh, every time they come over, like, five or six stuntmen fall off the horses and get uh, trampled. Jesus. It's pretty fucking cool. <sighs> I'm uh, Tarantino doing a fucking Western. I just can't believe it. Uh, we're going to do some Tarantino talk a little later on in the show today. Um, but here's a story that's up on the iBang wire. Uh, that a lot of people are already connecting with. There is a Louisiana lawmaker trying to pass an ordinance that would make wearing pajama pants in public illegal. Now, this is the first big shot fired over do you dress for comfort or do you dress like an adult? We're not talking about toddlers or six-year-olds wearing their pajamas around town. His problem is with people who feel okay to do this. Now, obviously, you get on an airplane these days, 
And you're at a slumber party full of fucking seventh graders. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, everybody flight. brings their blanket from home, their pillow. They're either wearing pajamas or sweats. Now, if this is, you know, if you're going to Italy, it's one thing. Even L.A., it's one thing. But the shuttle from New York to Boston, <laughs> it's insane. Can't be that, bothered. What, for an hour? I mean, it's basically like going to the movies. Pants are so constricting. So, uh, and there's only one place to blame this. Uh, and this was on the universities. That kids started to do this in the, in the universities, which, quite frankly, I don't have a fucking problem with. You're at a university, you're away from the rest of the world. But then as they get out of school, they continue to do this. Oh, yeah, my neighborhood's filled with people walking around. A lot of kids at college move into Astoria these days. Yeah. Everyone on a fucking Saturday, like, fucking afternoon, it's just yeah. pajama town. Yeah, I know Astoria, the beer garden. Hell yeah. So, um... <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's do a vote on this. Now, at, there was a time that... Kids could dress that way because they were going to fall asleep wherever they go. You know what I mean? So you would take a seven-year-old out and be like, let him in his pajamas because he's going to fall asleep, and then we'll drive him home. And then in my family, the grandmother could wear a house coat to the funeral if she wanted to. Like, she's not going to get a new dress. She's just going to wear her house coat, and that's it. She's made it this far. Yeah, she made it this far. <laughs> Sometimes she put something shiny on it. I don't even... Yeah, it was like the world's cheapest, shiniest brooch. They're like, ah, you like, yeah, you look oh, great. Good. You look great. Good to see you out of the house. But now, and I understand comfort, you know, the second I get home from work, I put a robe on. Nice. But when I go out to the store. Still in the robe? Big boy clothes. <laughs> I don't think to myself, I'll walk down in my robe. And I could. I don't think there would be a giant objection in my neighborhood. Don't, don't to it. stop you. But it's more my own thing. Um, do you dress for comfort? Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, let me go over and check because I don't know. Although this uh, has been blown up right away, um, a lot of people responding to it on the IB wire. Um, Hicks, where are you? Pajamas okay to wear around town? Uh, no, no. I prefer really. Sla I prefer wearing slacks. I'm wearing jeans right now, but I like a nice pair of Hagar slacks. Now, are you? Uh, of you know what? You come up with a really good point. You can wear jeans anywhere these days. You can go to the nicest fucking restaurant in the world. Oh, yeah, everyone. And get over with jeans. No one's gonna. And you're sitting there wearing a nice, comfortable grunge shirt. No one's going to yell at you. And throw you out of their no, fucking bar. Flannel's in these days. Uh, Fez, the pajamas to the market, on or off? Uh, I am off of that. Go, put on clothes if you're going to go out in public. Are you offended? I, I'm offended because a lot of times when you see the people in their pajamas, the pajamas look really filthy. It looks like they've got sleep drool on them. Well, oh, but let's also remember that pajamas don't have the wear and tear of your jeans. An old pair of jeans, uh, you know, they hold up. Pajamas get washed how many times before you're basically looking at really thin thread here? Uh, Zeets, where are you on this? Fuck this law. I, I, wear, I look positively homeless on weekends with what I wear out. And it did start in college, but I've developed a very large pajama pants radius. 
like where I will allow myself to go in pajamas. So pants. you wear pajamas in your neighborhood. Yeah, and it's not even like I'm dressing up a lot to go to work, but the what I wear on the weekends is ridiculous. It's uh, like flannel, red and black garbage like, bags, pajama pants, and a hoodie, and like yeah, slip-on shoes. I wear pajamas in public. Now, why don't you wear your pajamas to work then? Even though we work in radio and I could probably get away with it, I've thought about it. I just feel like it would look, you know, bad. I don't like wearing, I feel sweatpants. So you feel pretty sure that the world agrees with you? Well, I just think that people, people who say that they are against this, I don't understand why they would be. It doesn't affect them at all. Just all wear whatever the fuck you want. We're at an 80 to 20 percent oh, on shit. this. Please don't wear your pajamas in public. Uh, and I am glad that Zeitz admitted. Now, why Fez has said this, I know where he wears the sweatpants a lot of fucking places. Nice. Uh, he showed up at my house, walking through the neighborhood in a pair of sweats, and he ain't coming from the gym, and they are really droopy old man sweats. He's like a G-banger? Yeah, like the <laughs> fucking sweats are hanging way low, and they're never for athletic reasons. You know, and I know he sleeps in sweats. Oh yeah. So that's kind of a pajama. I wore I wore uh, jeans on the, on my flight to San Francisco, and that was only because I came from work, and I actually actively thought it was weird at the time. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I wore jeans on a plane. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Mike. Mike, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Um, I think there should be a little bit of uh, an amendment to the law. Um, Monday through Friday, you cannot come out in public in your pajamas or sweatpants. Maybe. Saturday past noon, and then Sundays, I think you could do it all day if you really want to. See, uh, here's my thing. Friday, totally I, I, don't mind, I don't mind an athletic person in the sweats at all because I feel like they're using it. But a lazy guy <laughs> wearing sweats, it does annoy you when you know that this is a person who just doesn't want to fucking strap on pants. Um... But the fact that Zietz does this in his neighborhood goes to show you that people are just keeping the dorm experience going as long as they possibly can. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, this could get us out of the way here. I have an, uh, another fucking thing. I can't stand human beings that lay in the, in the bed in their fucking clothes. And start to sleep in clothes. That seems like kind of like, I don't know, like you're a fucking drifter. If A, it grosses me out. <laughs> and B, I know you're bringing outside dirt into the fucking bed. You're mm -hmm. fucking filthy right now. Now the fucking, you gotta fucking get your shit off. Why not just wipe your ass on the fucking sheets? Only time I ever slept in my clothes is when I've been, you know, passed out drunk. I, uh, I recently gave a... <laughs> and that way you should be sleeping either sitting up or on the floor. Not in the bed. I don't care if you pass out in the hallway uh, in your fucking clothes. I have. But don't lie in your bed that way. You're fucking filthy if you do that. You wake up with your shoes on. It's a fucking terrible feeling. Um, let's go over to uh, Mark. Mark, you're on my face. Hey, Ron. Uh, I was at the bank the other day, and I'm sitting there, and these women, they got these pants painted on, and it looks like you're a strip club. They should add that to the law as well. Well, that's the kind of leotard thing that some women, more in winter than any other time, will wear out, where you will see the asses separated, and you will get the vaginal outline. Oh, yes. Oh, you'll catch that. 
on a good day. And I think all we should do, if we want this changed, is just to comment on it. And just be like, you know. I can see your vagina, miss. The most fucked Are up. Are you showing it off? <laughs> the fucked up thing about this law is the guy wants to propose it because apparently some dude at a Walmart was wearing pajama pants and, like, showed his dick. Like, therefore, I guess the, the thinking is that everyone who wears pajama pants is going to whip their dick out. All right, but crazy. you know what? Here's the thing. This law doesn't have a shit to do with all of us, but the social law does. The social rule does. And really, you can't put on a pair of pants to go to a fucking mall. I mean, what are we? <laughs> Ancient Rome here? Are the buildings supposed to crumble now? Togas are actually a bad idea. We're not asking an amazing amount here. You know? <laughs> But these are your sleep clothes that you're wearing. Uh, Smith, you're on a Fez. Hey, buddy. Hey, Ron, do you remember uh, this guy, Vinny the Chin, the old mob boss? Absolutely. Wanted to act like he was crazy, so he walked around in pajamas and slippers. He couldn't work that angle now because everyone else is walking around in pajamas. They probably would think that he was getting his master's. But yeah, this was the thing. This guy decided, I don't want the police harassment anymore. I don't want them to know that I'm in the mafia, so I will wander around like a lunatic in my pajamas and robe in public talking to myself. And people are like, he ain't running a mafia. He's crazy. He's just a crazy old man. And it was, you know, kind of genius when you think about it. I mean, he wasn't uh, crazy. He just was working an angle. And Smith is right. He never would get away with it now. He'd just be thought of as casual. Um, here is TJ. You're on my face. Hey, man. How's it going? Yeah. Hey, uh, I was just going to make a comment. You know, I'm, get, I'm getting pretty sick and tired, you know, when, when people in authority positions, you know, they, they don't like stuff, so they think they can just make a law. You know, telling me what you can and can't do. No, I I agree with you, and that's why I pulled you know? Zeets back from that. I don't give a shit about this law. But at some point, we're all in a society together. You know? I mean, yes, it's, it's more comfortable to do that. We all agree. It's also more comfortable to butt in lines, but we don't agree on that. Excuse me, I want to go first. I mean, is comfort the only fucking thing that we have on this planet right now? That's becoming pretty much yes. number one priority. Like, I don't want to deal with anything else if it's not easy. <laughs> And it, it, my balls need to breathe. It does seem to be this thing that we're becoming this nature, this fucking nation of whiny quitters. Now, if you're saying we want more comfortable clothes, I say we start at ground zero. You want to get a tupa going. You want to just start and wear togas. That we can discuss. But I don't think that we should take our night. I'm sure a woman is more comfortable in her brown panties. Should she walk down the street like that? Yes. Should a guy walk around in his fucking jockey shorts? No. These are the debates that we need to have. Um, here is Justin. Justin, you're on manifest. Hey, guys. What's going on? Yeah. You know, I travel a lot, and I fly in just night, but is it... Now the society has to do velour suits. Is that like more high-end pajamas that people wear? Basically. I mean, yeah, they really are. And again, if you are doing an athletic thing, fine. But you should have a gym card to show that you're coming back and forth to the gym. You should be jogging. You should not be going out 
for the fucking early bird buffet in your fucking jogging clothes. Well, my floor suits are designer, well, so I can't get these things sweaty. What if there's like some type of time thing on it? Like if you go out for more than 10 minutes, you should change. But under 10 minutes, you can totally wear your PJs wherever you want. First of all, the fact that you sleep in PJs <laughs> is fucking embarrassing to me. I don't sleep in them, but I, I do put on pajama pants when I wake up. All right, so what do you sleep in? I sleep in like boxers and like a t-shirt. First of all, a man should never wear a fucking t-shirt to bed. That makes Whoa. you look fucking, like, seriously. The other thing is, then you will put on pajama pants to go outside. Yes, they're comfy. You're wearing them tomorrow. You're coming. I want Saturday Zito here. <laughs> and I know you got a fucking meeting after, too. You're wearing it there. Oh, no. That's yes, I want you to look... I want the world to see you the way you actually are. Yeah, show us, show us the true zero. I recently gave, I washed a bag of clothes that I was like gonna donate and gave them to this homeless guy that lives near us. Oh, well, and aren't my, you? Like, no, no, my, but my roommate actually goes, dude, what are you gonna wear on the weekends? I'm like, these are not the same clothes. And he's like, are you sure? But I don't understand why people judge. I don't get it. I think I look fine. The pajama pants can't give that much support. They're so thin in the seat. And there's just nothing supporting anything. Wait, I, we're, uh, we're all going to take a moment here. Do you wear some kind of jeans that are tucking your ass up? What? What, are you, what support are you getting in your seat? Well, I get thigh problems with the weight of my ass if I don't support no, it. What support are you getting? No, I'm saying, well, you get support in the front, but in the back, pajamas are so thin that it feels like you, if you sit down on something, like you're just sitting on it bare ass. All right, well, that's not support. Uh, and really, the support is in the underwear, not in the fucking jeans or in the pants, probably. Uh, you probably, you know what? Fez is getting those old Jew balls. He's probably really going to need an athletic supporter at all times or a bra for his fucking nutsack. Um, it's really not this debatable because Zietz is afraid to wear it in here. That's why, that's why he knows he's fucking wrong. Well, no, it's just, I feel like at the workplace, it's, it's not acceptable. But just in, because people here, I have to see, I'm assuming when I go out in these pants, I'm comfortable. I don't fucking know any of the people I'm going to see. Right, I mean, that's a really good point. So why aren't you walking down the street pissing? Why aren't you fucking farting wherever you go? Jacket. Why aren't you doing nose fucking jets? Your, your point is a perfect one. You don't care about the rest of society. You put your comfort before it. There's another reason why. Why not butt in line in front of children? Why not push old people aside? Just because we don't know each other doesn't mean that we shouldn't see each other as fellow Americans. And probably even more important, fellow members of the human race. Why are we treating each other... Like the back of our own fucking asses. Oh, God. Because we don't care. I'll tell you, Zito uh, told me a story about his his friend got a fucking coat stolen. That Just sucks. Give us, give, give us the short version of the story. A friend of mine got his coat stolen from a bar, and he claimed that because he was drunk, he just took another coat to, like, oh. replace his. What? The, he stole, uh, he fucking paid it forward, stealing more. Exactly. Now, here's what I'm fucking thinking. A, he probably didn't even his coat stole. He fucking misplaced it and then stole another person's coat. But let me fucking point this out to you fucking dudes. Jesus. All right? And let me get this to you fucking young guys who go into a place and throw your fucking coat over to the side. You didn't fucking grow up where I grew up. You aren't going to get a fucking coat replaced. 
I fucking lose a coat to this day. I'll burn that fucking place down before I leave. So many of these people think I'm going to go into a bar and not even like leave my fucking coat with a coat check, girl. But let's all throw our fucking coats over in this. It's usually a big, it'll be a big coat pile. My fucking coat stays with me. A, I smoke, so I might need to go outside. And B, how the fuck do I know what's in that coat at all times? You don't. People are very trusting. Especially in the dirty-ass dive bars, too. I'll throw my coat wherever. Oh. My what? pajama pants. <laughs> exactly, because you don't fucking care. Because your dad bought your coats all those fucking years. You think there was any way I was going to go home without my coat when I was a fucking kid? That would have been crazy. I'll fucking keep my fucking coat with me. Fuck you. Just carry it on your arm. Like that. If it gets hot in the fucking Plus you can keep a piece under there if you need to. <laughs> Look like a fucking gentleman. This fucking kid, this friend of yours, I want you to bring him in one day and we're just going to put the boots to him like we're like he was a fucking Chicago Asian. Yeah. I told him I thought it was fucked. And he was like, well, I, I got that coat stolen two months ago and I didn't do it then. I was like, yeah, but he's like, I'm assuming the person just took my coat because they look similar. I'm like, well, but you don't know that. This is the second coat he's had stolen? Yes. He's a fucking idiot then. He shouldn't be stealing other people's coats. He should stop taking his fucking coat off. A, he shouldn't be living in New York. <laughs> and B, you should stop going on gay fucking cations with him. Yeah, don't. don't I don't think this guy is right for you. This is the guy who, li who works in this building? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to fucking jump him. Mm-hmm. Don't even bring up who we are. Just walk him through the smoke area one day. And we're going to fucking seriously or a signal. go Batman on his ass. Like, hey, yeah. nice coat. Where'd you get that? Looks a little familiar. That's my fucking nephew's coat. Just start fucking slamming him. It was still as wild and shit, too, right? I mean, um, yeah, we're gonna do everything. Oh, good. It'll okay. be fucking good. And right. do me a favor, let's shave his head and fucking tell him it's gonna get worse if he squeals. Um, I'm looking forward to this now. Does he have credit cards? Um, sure. <laughs> tell him, don't call that credit card place for the next fucking two hours. I find out that fucking credit card place. Come on. I'll go through Zito. Wait, you know Zito? No. <laughs> don't bring up anything I said to me. I, I didn't say that either. <laughs> I gotta go. Remember, no phone calls. And wear jeans on the weekends, you fucker. Would you wear fucking pajamas to a bar? I've often told my roommate that I want to and I've thought about it just to see if I could. I've seen people in G fucking... I would love to. If that was socially acceptable, like if girls would, would be... As receptive to that, as receptive to that. Let's as, say a I've fucking, like, but like a dive bar to get drunk at. Would you wear a fucking, you know, you're gonna shoot pole? Yeah, that'd be sweet. Do, have you? Uh, I wore jean, I wore pajama pants one time in Syracuse. When no, I like, mean oh, here in New York, because yeah. I want to see you get a fucking cue stick in the back of your head. I don't want to do that. Um, Mike, you're on my face. Right. Yeah. Yeah, boy, is Zito a horrible example of of all this? He's driving me nuts. Uh, it's self-respect, you know. Forget about uh, the rest of society and caring about them. Have some personal pride when you leave the house, you know. It kind of kind of takes you a long way. Um, let's. He doesn't. He he doesn't have a big thing of pride. Grant, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, man. I live in a college town. I can't walk anywhere without seeing just everyone in pajama pants. Any place you go, bars. Whatever, out to eat, everyone. Yeah, they started it. Yep. 
And I, I don't have any problem with them doing it in their college town. I think in their college town, it should be as lack as they want to. But as they're moving into Chicago and San Francisco and New York and Philadelphia and Boston, they now have to join society. They don't want to, though. Get out of college. Hey, that last four years was fun. I didn't learn much, but I got fucked up all the time. Let's keep this rolling. Get another hundred twenty-five grand out of your parents and get your master's. <laughs> Got my master's in mixology. Maybe the reason why it took you five years to get that degree is because you're wearing pajamas the whole fucking time. Well, you know, who wants to put on pants when you're hungover? <laughs> it does come down to... For some reason, we all want to be as comfortable as we want to. It's really interesting. Go look at any pictures of, like, the 27 fucking uh, Yankees, and you will see guys wearing hats and suits to the fucking ball game. Now, the interesting thing is, it's probably the only suits that these fuckers had, and they took goddamn care of it. And I guarantee you, that guy wasn't taking off his fucking coat back there. And throwing it into a big fucking pile of coats. Oh, fuck no. Uh, Homer, you're on the Run of show. Hey, Ron. There's nothing better than walking through the, the parking lot to seeing an old gal going into Walmart in her house coat and big old pink slippers with her hair in rollers. Not only that, she's got a six or seven year old kid wearing footy pajamas. See, that's the problem. She ain't that old. I don't mind an old lady doing it, but a fucking woman, 30s, 40s, 50s, no. You got to be fucking 75 plus, and then wear your house coat out. Everyone even wore wearing ties back then. I must yeah. have pain in the ass. You wore Constantly a fucking tie. tie. And you're probably looking at the 50s there. Maybe the 40s. At the, no, that's probably the 50s in that picture. Give me a fucking date on that. Carbon fucking date that thing. All right, Fez, you know what carbon dating is, right? I believe so, yes. Explain it. It's where they uh, see how old the carbon is in something to test, uh, test the age. Scientifically. And you uh, agree with this, right? Yeah. You think that it's uh, a valid science. I got in this fucking debate the other day watching the thing of dreams that people don't, there's some people who don't believe in carbon dating. That's science. I think religious people don't believe in oh, it. All right. Creationists, maybe. think it's a lie. I will tell you one person who's not religious but doesn't believe in it. HTG. Doesn't believe in carbon dating? Doesn't believe in carbon dating. Doesn't believe that we know how old these caves are. Not only that, but, you know, they now know how long it takes you to make these fucking stalagmites and slagtites. It's a fucking science. Yeah, people think that science, science is drunk people fucking driving around no. yelling shit out. No, no, they're fucking on top of it. They've fucking developed this. Um, they have to. By the way, uh, did you guys see Jessica Albert today? Yes, I saw her come out of Shade 45. Zeets, did you see her? For a, for a brief second, I went and tracked her down. Did you look for the famous part? Yes. Not the... Uh, as impressive as I want it. Pants didn't need much support. You can't catch a break, can you, Fezzi? Never. Here, yeah, this is the famous picture. Yeah. 
did not have the bubble that I expected. And I saw her once in the park, too, and I had the same feeling. Wow. Also, here's Mark Zito in pajama pants. They're very comfortable. Those are my go-to pajama pants. I have those in red and in black gray. What are you doing there? You're pretending you got a little radio show? That was back from in college when that was how I would frequently just dress a lot of the time. But what are you doing with the microphone? Oh, what that are you was doing with the microphone. They were they were making fun of me for how I dressed in public, and I was like, "Fuck you guys!" This is so they took a picture and they tweeted it at the time. Oh, you, you and your friends look. You have so much fun. Yeah, he is. That's a pouty picture to give to a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh. Here's Graham. Graham, you're my face. Yo. I was just calling to say I, I want my PJs to uh, my girlfriend's grandpa's funeral. I figured uh, he was lucky I dragged my ass out of bed and shit to pay respects to his faggot ass. All right. Um, you really had no respect for him, and that's why you did that. Disrespectful in several ways. What's that? Uh, I, I, I'm just kidding. I didn't really do that. Okay. Oh, you, oh, you got going. us. That was funny. All right, so it was a fine. It was a not offensive phone call. No, he's using the other F word. No, but it was all, he, Fart. He made that all up. But he still used it. That part wasn't made up. Just for fart? Just for no, it wasn't fart. Wait, is that her? Or is that a made up person? Go back to the other shot that you had. That's her. I right, forget that. Just please get around that for a second. Go to the G string down there. Who's that person? To the with the like maroon. Keep going over here. Yeah, right there. Who's that? That's her. Oh, see, I didn't see that all tied in with her fucking, because they're like flesh colored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I wasn't impressed. I was not impressed. And that's why we need a booker. I'm now, sure who's the other person that you want me to book today just to see and I said no to? <laughs> Katrina Bowden. She's currently on the cover of Maxim. She's the receptionist in 30 Rock. And she's uh, she's my age, which bothers me if only because she looks like a woman, and I still feel like a boy. Is that right, PJ? You're fucking wearing PJs. That's why you feel like a boy. She's wearing the same thing there. She's wearing the same print. Um. Well, here's why I said no to her, and she is an attractive girl, but she's not really on Thirty Rock. I haven't even seen her. Do more than a walk on in the last couple of years. And these guys, I have a tendency, I'll fucking turn down people that I really don't want to talk to. Some of these people, the guys would just like to see. But yesterday I said yes to some models. <laughs> Exciting. Is that locked? Locked and loaded, the models? Not yet. I haven't gotten a calendar update. So I want you to guys consider that. An early Easter gift from me. Oh, all right. Look at her. Um, Chris, you're on run of Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, is, isn't it really more of a case of laziness? Because I'll jump out of bed on the weekend, and nothing really... I mean, a pair of jeans, is, is it that much harder to make the button on a comfortable pair of jeans? Than yes, the button? Your, your jeans should be house? so absolutely comfortable that they're a pleasure to put on. For me, the big difference is pre-shower clothes. Like, if I put on jeans, I feel like I'm getting dressed for the day and I should shower. But if I don't feel like showering, I just got to run out to put something up. The pajama pants feel like an acceptable... Hold on, you're going to go put something up where? 
like gotta put pick something up. Excuse me. What are you picking up? I don't know, like food, a sandwich, something like that. A, live in New York, have it delivered. B, put your jeans on for five fucking seconds, then get your shower after. Yeah. Then they're sullied. You're fucking sullied. He's an airplane pilot? Uh, I'm going to read some more of these. The comments are coming in. Um, why is everyone pointing and laughing and chanting Fezzy, Fezzy, Fezzy? Um, Banzai. Uncle Pal's at it again. Why can't you be cleaning me like this after I catch Sis in the Woods? <laughs> this is exactly what I thought Pinellas Park, Florida would look like. It's close. No, Dad. I said I had Sam in my ass. Stop the burying. <laughs> T-bowing with a splash. Fast forward 50 years and this kid is crying on a national Chinese radio show. Hiding a secret. And crying about every t time he thinks how great his dad is. This show is off the freaking rails. Fortune cookie, 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 cookie. <laughs> Everyone's laughing but Fez. You don't, uh, you're not feeling it today, Fez? No, it's just a traumatic experience. Let me guess. You've had a hard day. You had a rough night. You're a little locked up. You had a bad elevator. Uh, yeah. Check them all off. Mm. You also, I don't know whether you can see it in his ex... It looks like somebody punched Fez in his right eye. Let me see. See how he's got like a little goose egg there next to his eye? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's like a You've little, been like, sobbing this morning? Swelling. Um, no. Uh-uh. No. I hit it on the counter. Oh, yeah. Well, why? That's <laughs> it. Now, why would you hit your face on the counter? I got... Going down to blow Hicks again? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. You haven't, he hasn't said no. Sing go, Normally he screams no. I, dro I dropped something. I bent down to get it in the studio and whacked my eye on the uh, countertop. Sure you did. Yeah, the fucking sounds... cops are going to take me away. <laughs> sounds about right. They're not going to believe that I punched him in the fucking eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just hit myself on the counter. And plus he says it won't happen anymore. <laughs> oh, the counter says that? I'll tell you, the day I do light him up, it won't be that fucking small of a black guy. You might get a shiner out of that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the blood thinners will do it to me. You don't feel it kind of bulked up a little bit? Uh, no, I feel... Don't we have, like, feels, a little mirror around here anywhere? It feels sore, like, like it got scratched. Not so much here or here, but here's the funny thing. He's looking at me like I'm nuts when I bring it up to him, and then he says he actually... Smashed his face on the counter oh, and it yeah. hurts. But I had to pull that molar out of him. Excuse me, again, it's compact. <laughs> All right. Let's see if it can even work. Man, you should be able to say it. You're going to look in an old CD. Can you say it? I see where it's a little bit red. I don't Do see me. where it's puffed up. Uh, well, it's puffed up on the side. Do me a favor and shut your eyes, though. I think you might even get a little dark right at the end of your eye here. A 
But this is, I'm going to do my impression first. So, like, say to me, like, hey, you got this lump on your eye. It's a lump on your eye. Oh, I don't know where that would have come from. I didn't do much. I mean, nothing's happened. I did get hit in the face with a, with a truck today. Truck ran over my face, and then the guy got out and kicked me there. But that's all I could think of. That might be it then. Um, Car accident. By the way, I'm still annoyed by PJ Pitts. <laughs> like, some of this stuff, I'm like, oh, that'll be just fun for fun's sake. But here, I'm actually fucking uh, pissed off. He loves the PJs. Uh, I want you to go to this. This is Now, I am tired, Hicks. Okay. Tired of the shit blank people say. I can't fucking... Standard after anymore. the original that fucking I guess you can call it meme I don't know blew the fuck up and everyone every just every fucking denomination yeah, what got one. What do people mean when they say meme? I never heard that till this running gag, running gag. I guess ah, on the then I'm gonna start fucking saying it. But this now, just when I said I won't watch anymore, the Interbang puts up shit New Yorkers say. Okay, and it's. And the fucking truest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Have you seen it yet, Zitz? No, I'm hoping somebody says I'm so comfortable in these pajama pants, though. Let's do this. Where is the train? Where is the train? Where is the train? Where is the train? He's just gonna spend it on drugs. Nobody knows about this place. Tourists. Ugh, tourists. I hate tourists. Move! Move! You have to go to Brooklyn. It's the law. Ooh, this place got a great write-up in the New Yorker. That place got a terrible write-up on Yelp. I just bought this! All I had today was a bagel. All I ate today was a bagel. <laughs> Bagel. I read that in the Times. I read that in New Yorker. I read that in Time Out. Gothamist. New York Mag. <laughs> yes, I read that in New York Mag. On Gawker? I read it in the Times Magazine. You read the Post, not ironically? You read the Post. Yeah, I do. This place is huge. This place is huge. Oh, Pat Kiernan. Oh, I, I don't own a TV. I don't know how you haven't been there. I'm reporting you. I was here on 9-11. Ooh, don't hit me, don't hit me, don't hit me, don't hit me, don't hit me. Oh my God, Sarah Jessica Parker. Who cares? Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Mario Batali. Oh, look, Mario Batali. Ew. 1350 for a matinee. We should put our name down. Cash only? I got it at a sample sale. Bloomingdale's. <laughs> Beacon's Closet. Barney's Warehouse. Barney's Warehouse. Barney's Warehouse sale. Urban Outfitters? Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. I can't remember the last time I went to Brooklyn. I don't know. I don't really leave Brooklyn on the weekends. Manhattan? <laughs> Queens? Queens? I don't. I don't go to Queens. <laughs> no, I know Astoria, the beer garden. I don't do Brooklyn. Oh, look, they're filming Law and Order. They're filming Law and Order. They're shooting Law and Order. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, I love it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. I love it here. Ah, I hate it here. Oh, San Francisco, I love it. Oh, I hate LA. <gasps> Is that Pat Kiernan? Who goes to the Statue of Liberty? Who goes to the Empire State Building? Who goes to Ground Zero? <laughs> so sad. Hey, man. <laughs> How are you? I oh, forgot that guy's name. Do you smell maple syrup? Oh, Zabars. Ooh, Momofuku. Oh, Magnolia. <laughs> I love pizza. Oh, those tacos are good. Ah, uh, that's a schlep. He's a schmuck. Ah, oh, what a schmuck. I want a dog. I want a dog. <laughs> but it wouldn't be fair. Hello. Damn it. <laughs> so pretty.
that's up on the Interbang. Those uh, to the Glazers, Elliot and Ileana, they're apparently uh, brother and sister. And she uh, is running a web series and looks like she's got a TV deal. Oh. She sure. went to UCB, like our own Fred. Oh, wow. So I forwarded this to Fred and said, why can't you be funny like this? <laughs> what? Where's your shit? animators say so i mean i'm trying to fucking hate these things you know the shit blanks say yeah but this one uh it's like I, it's everyone i talk to killed it. Is doing it yeah literally got everything fucking perfect including the new york one guy don't like uh the queen's bashing but i understand it because i've heard it my entire life have a beer garden <laughs> where the beer garden is that's all anyone knows of a story because you're told, hey, no, we can party there and have plenty of room, and all 25 of us can get in. Yeah, exactly. And we can smoke outside. Right. If it, if it was more socially acceptable, I'd say, oh, where Pepper Hicks is from, but nobody knows that. So I just say, oh, yeah, that's this is where this. I'm from. That is where I'm from. Yeah. A-Town. You know, the guy Fez blew and got a black eye. It's, Fez did denied it. Did he get a black eye from the counter, or did you jizz so hard that it just... There was no jizz near me that wasn't my own. All right, the big story that's out there, and I'm sure you've already heard about it, but it bears repeating. Mark Wahlberg was talking with Men's Magazine, and he was supposed to be on one of the 9-11 planes, and for whatever reason, canceled, and that was it. And he made this statement during an interview. If I was on that plane with my kids... It wouldn't have went down like it did. There would have been a lot of blood in that first-class cabin. And then me saying, okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. Now, obviously, this is a new 9-11 angle. The victims are pussies. It's basically <laughs> what he's saying. But I also think the guy's think this way now i don't think that you should say it but i know plenty of guys who have said i hope someone breaks into my house please let them i hope some motherfucker tries to rape my chick please let that happen i've been around those guys plenty in my life yeah but going to the men's journal magazine it's the 9-11 part is what's i guess yeah, it's deep and sensitive to the victims of those. Right. <laughs> now, and also, in, uh, in all fairness here, I don't think that any of those guys had any reason to suspect that the plane would go into a building. Yeah. You would think, all right, we're being taken hostage. There'll be ransom or to whatever. To Cuba. Hey, I hope, let's just let the FBI and the military play this out. Now, po like nine twelve, no one. Yeah, anyone tries anything, they're getting taken down no matter what. Yes, we'll die. You know, even the guys in PA, when they heard the other things happen, they said, "Rather fucking die this way." Then fucking, yeah, you know, go go out swinging like fucking Sonny Liston. Um, but we'll do a quick thing, and we just have Mark Wahlberg in here, so I'm not going to vote on this other than saying. It was a very nice fucking dude. Great when he came. Very in. respectful. Likes to talk to fighting business. Does this make you think less, or you give him a pass? Fezzy, you first. It makes me think less of him. <gasps> really? Yeah. That this is that it. The ego is running so huge that he can even insert himself into nine eleven like this. Well, he was inserted. He was supposed to be on the plane. I think it would be even weirder if he wasn't. 
like if all of a sudden Chris Stanley said it. And he didn't live in Boston and wasn't supposed to be on that plane. You know, if I was in cl- wasn't in class at Hunter or 9-11, uh, I would have fucking ran that shit. Believe me, if I was a Navy SEAL, that shit be over now. I don't know what they're waiting for. There wouldn't be an Afghani stuff left alive. Um... You think less of them or you give him a pass? I give him a pass. I think it's so fucking crazy and out of the blue that it, if he wasn't thinking when he said this. I... All right, I'm going to read what some of the people also had to say here. Um, say hi to your mother for me. Uh, he's got the touch. He's got the power. Yeah. Entourage uh, could have been entitled internment. Um, although I wasn't a Wahlberg fan before... We are supposed to believe he could have stopped 9-11 become some disaster when he couldn't save the happening from its fate. <laughs> uh, Marky Mark is so street. Well, that's true. Um, he could have reenacted the parking lot scene in Boogie Nights. You can't stop the funky bunch. Terrorists, you've been warned. Um, he could have wowed them by curling cinder blocks and busting his good vibration dance moves. Oh, hell yeah. Dirk knows karate. Uh, if Chess Rockwell was sitting next to him in first class, then I would give him a shot. Yeah, him and what funky bunch? Terrorist attacks that transpired while Marky Mark was aboard airplane? Zero. The numbers don't lie. So that is true. Uh, Bill, Boston, you're in my face. I'm thinking there may have been a chance he would have had security with him or a bodyguard. I mean, who knows? He might have at least gone out swinging. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, though, he came in here without a bodyguard. I mean, he came in here just like a regular guy and wearing slacks, like Pepper Hicks tends to like. They, they're comfortable. Yeah, he had like eight other people in the hallway, though. He rolls deep with an entourage. Oh, he did have a bunch of people here? Yeah, yeah I only saw him come in by himself. Yeah, they were all out there. there was I, by the way, I'm always happy when people don't feel the need to bring their people in here. Because they either start texting back and forth or whispering, this is going great. <laughs> Loving it. Oh, they're Loving all this. constant to Blackberry, just, just yeah. fucking focused. You can tell he read the book. <laughs> just please shut the fuck up. No, but seriously, you're doing a great job. It's going great. They can't hear me, can they? Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> PJ, by the way, this is your new nickname. What the fuck are you laughing when you know that's only going to piss them off? Why couldn't you quietly laugh to it? Let's leave that much like, on. why don't you do a UCB Fred laugh, which is this. Fred always turns his head and holds his mouth. You can't keep it together sometimes. You know, it's one thing to give an interview that goes a little sideways on you like this. The Twitter is another thing that people get in, in trouble for. It's not being seen as tweeting. It's being seen as a press conference. Yeah. Let's get the Rob Lowe down. Um, Rob Lowe said this. He hears from his people. Now, unlike me and you, Mark Wahlberg and Rob Lowe have people. We are yeah. people. Yeah. They have people. Damn. Um, and he hears Peyton Manning is stepping down. Um, 
and he heard it from his people. Now, Rob Lowe's people do not talk shit, or else they would not be Rob Lowe's people. Mm -mm. Amen. It would, they'd be gone. Yeah. They would not be part of his fucking uh, crew. <laughs> Because Rob Lowe has to have fucking accurate information and fucking trustworthy individuals running his shit. It's fucking Rob Lowe, for Christ's sake. Uh, by the way, Zito was tweeting the iBang during the show here. I don't know. Are you send, trying to send that to me? Oh, yeah. I just figured it would get there one way or another. I, I was just tweeting it at them. Now, what, what, what was it that you are trying to say? Uh, it's just this, there's this internet meme, right? A meme again of Mark Wahlberg doing uh, Not You. And so I just said, who could have stopped 9-11, Mark Wahlberg? And it's a video of him <laughs> saying, not you, from the fighter, like, ten different times. All right, let's, let's play it. Just say it. You're allowed to fucking say it. You don't have to tweet it to I don't, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with it? I'm going to, first, my initial thing was somebody's using Zito's name. Oh, well, I just, him over here checking. I just... Like I, fucking Keith Emerson I fucking playing keyboards. I to play. I thought people might want to check it out. After. All right, let's just say it. So who would stop 9-11? That's the big musical question. Junk bag. Hey. He's a junk bag. Why am I the problem? I'm his blood. I'm his family. I'm the one fighting, okay? Not you, not you, and not you. Not you, 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 and not you. Me? Not you. 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 Me? Not you. Me? Not you. I'm Gordon Bombay. And not you. Hey, you. Not you. Hey, who? Not you. Who, 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 me? I already got tired of it. It was funny for a second. Did they, all these memes have to go on for 600 years? Some do. Some go on for a while. Some are shorter. All right. Rob Lowe. You believe him, Fez? Peyton Manning stepping down? I believe him. I think Peyton Manning's retiring, and I think Ro someone talked to Rob Lowe. No, who do you think talked to him? I think someone probably in the Colts front office. Then why would they get a hold of Rob Lowe? I, I don't know what the connection is, but it, it sounds nuts for Rob Lowe if he hadn't heard from somebody why? close by don't, to say it. Don't all of us tweet things that, that are like half-ass? I mean, I've said a million times, I don't think Peyton's coming back, mainly because this is his neck. And I got no connections to the front office. Um, Hicks, where are you taking it? This is Rob Lowe, crazy talk. I, he, maybe he's fucked up doing this. Right. I don't know. I, I didn't know he was such a fucking huge Colts fan. He is, and he's been in the owner's box before. Shit. I've seen the pictures of him hanging with them. He like Franklin. He got on when they started winning. <laughs> uh but you would think if you were in the owner's box and then you don't go tweeting that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't act like a fan because you realize Peyton would want to put this out himself. Having said that, I hope Peyton doesn't come back. I don't want him to come back with a bad neck. I would really hate it if Peyton Manning got paralyzed and oh, we all had to watch it. That'd be fucking terrible. Did you see what Colts owner Jim Irsay tweeted after this happened? No. He tweeted, uh, my sources tell me Rob will star in an epic remake of Deep Throat with aging porn stars and four-finger circus clowns. I thought he was a religious guy. Why is UCB Fred drawing the clowns? Why, how come religious guys get now get to make cocksuck jokes? Um, it's 2012. Not you. Not you. Not you. Not you. Not you. Also, if Zeno knows this stuff, why isn't he sending that in? Not my friend stole a jacket. 
My friend committed petty theft. Not you. As a matter of fact, in the middle of the night last night, the Springsteen song, I had to find out from his Twitter. He doesn't even send it to us. Come on. And still didn't. He's like, rock into this. <laughs> uh, when we get back, let's take a break here. It's the new Springsteen. Coming up, uh, we're also going to be talking a little Quentin Tarantino. QT. QT on the QT. That's right. He's the man. And more. It's the Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show continues next. The Ron and Fez. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. This is the Ron and Fez Show. That's like peanut, hazelnut, cashew nut, pistachio nut, red pistachio nut, natural, all-natural, white pistachio nut, macadamia nut. That was the one that was sent her <laughs> into a going crazy. She said, you stop naming nuts. The Ron Fez Show on a Thursday. Chris Stanley's down from the woods now. Um, you're leaving, living deep up in the mountains with a death <laughs> metal cult. Came back to town to sell some pelts. <laughs> Hit up the trader station. A lot of kids are into death metal pelts these days. Uh, I don't know where your look is going, but it's frightening. Why is it frightening? I think this is a good look. I guess it is. I don't know. See anyone else walking around here looking like this? No. That's right. Hmm. Nope, not in this century. I certainly don't. Love metal. You look kind of like a Viking, too. Thanks. It's a compliment. Minnesota Viking. So that's not such a compliment. Oh. Yeah, they're bad. Uh, it's time for the new Bruce Springsteen song. He's got a new album out. I believe it's called Born to Run Again. And... Um, Sick. Now, what's the name of his new album? The album's called Wrecking Ball. It's out March 6th. Now, I know that the album itself, was it the album or just the single that uh, the Suits were listening to? Uh, the entire album. Um, so they were listening to it here. Uh, Roland would have loved the opportunity. It was denied him. Wow. I know that because Roland said to me, I would have loved the opportunity. It was denied me. He got kicked out, of the, or not even invited to the listening party. Mm -hmm. That hurts. Um, so you've heard Zeitz, and you've given it a hit or miss. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard the whole album, but I've heard the single, which is called We Take Care of Our Own, and I like it. All right, so you would call hit or miss. Just I say hit. Uh, Hicks, have you listened yet? No, I've not heard it yet. All right, so let's give it a listen, and we've got it up on the Interrobang, too. If you'd like to play along with hit or miss on this, this is Bruce Springsteen. It's the new single, We Take Care of Our Own.
me home I've been stumbling on good hearts turned to stone Love, good intentions is gone dry as a bone We take care of our own We take care of our own Wherever this flag's flown Shotgun shack to the Superdome Rainbow Hill, the Calvary State Home There ain't no one here in the Bugle Bone We take care of our own We take care of our own Wherever this flag's flown the new Bruce Springsteen single, We Take Care of Our Own. Zeech, you're a big, big fan of this one, huh? I Just really jumped like right it. out of the speakers at you. Um, we'll open up the phone lines, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Where are you on this one, Hicks? Oh, it's pretty good. It's definitely better than one that song you wrote about the cash-out girl at the supermarket. Well, yes, if we're going to compare... <laughs> If we're going to pair there, I'll just say this. And again, it's very difficult to just give that knee jerk reaction. Uh, a song has to play quite a few times before you know whether it's going to stay with you or not. I'll just say my my initial stuff, though. A, it's got that 80s poppy Bruce. I'm more of a fan of the 70s Bruce that was lyrically a little more complex this gets into redundant pop song, Bruce, which I guess sells more, 
but it sticks with me personally uh, a little less. And then the second thing is we're still writing about the hurricane hitting. Uh, we haven't moved along yet. Um, Shotgun shack to the Superdome. Yeah, I, I get that. Maybe if that would have came up that summer or even early fall. You know, I mean, it happened in August of, I don't know, eight, five? Zero five? Yeah. So, you know, we're six years after the fact, so it's a little dated lyrically for me. Um, here's Rocky, Long Island. What do you think? No, I think it's a definite miss. I think it belongs at the end of some kind of 80s fucking teen movie or something. It sounds like I just don't like it. All right. Uh, Todd, Detroit, you're on Run Fez. Uh, total miss, Ronnie. I got the feeling that's nothing more than true pandering. Now, who, is he, who do you think he's pandering to there? Uh, anybody that'd be willing to buy the album that's in the uh, armed forces. Um, well, it's funny that you would say that because, again, I don't think it's necessarily means that we do take care of our own. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a little ironic with the fucking lyrics. And like Born in the USA, people <laughs> have uh, a tendency. Now, um, up on the Interbank, the initial numbers here, 53%. Which way are we on it? Z, uh, what do you got, Hicks? I have 68% miss, mm. 32% hit. All right, well, then you just came seconds after me. I watched you update, so it's <laughs> dropped a little bit. But it's not surprising that, you know, when something gets played once, you know, that's why, like, music testing is so hard. You've got to let the song and the album hang around you for a while. Um, 30% is uh, not all that often for a first spin. Awful. Uh, let's go over here to Larry. Larry, I'm going to say Hey, Ron, uh, just uh, noticed in that song there is not a saxophone to be found on that song. Um, yeah, I, I was listening for it, too. I don't think um, you're going to they hear saxophone and Bruce in the future. I'd be surprised if you did. Uh, Rob, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, I want to give that one a miss because I had a flashback to 1983 with Rats Round and Round. I knew the name of the song. Way too much. I hate that stuff. All right, so you thought it just had uh, a redundant fucking tendency totally. to it. All right. Totally. Um, let's go over here to Tom, Jersey. You're on Running Fest. Yeah, I just want to say that's like the best song I ever heard in my freaking life. Bruce is a god. Uh, it's a call from Jersey. Uh, let's go over here to Bill. Bill, Connecticut. You're on Running Fest. Hey, Ronnie, the only thing worse than that song is Hicks Come Along. That's it. The fuck off, all right? My humming's great. You <laughs> won plenty of great prizes. John, you're a Fez. The boss at a loss. All right, uh, you can go over and vote on the Interabang. We do have that up here. Uh, email, by the way, sent in to us. Uh, Brian Regan is going to Salt Lake uh City playing the hall there. Um, four shows. Nice. Four shows in a big hall. They added shows. Fuck He's yeah. now up to ten nights playing in a hall. Holy shit. I'm telling you, Brian, who 
Hasn't been around here, I don't think, in a while. I don't remember the last time he did O&A. He doesn't play the East Coast as much as he, he used to. Uh, but um, out of all the unmasks that we've ever done, and I'd say I go back, I know Brian for, I don't know, 25-plus years. Uh, and he's kind of built this family audience. He, the people brought their kids to that unmasked huh. with him. And they were the nicest people like you'll ever meet. And I had to make like a little mono thing like, don't curse in front of these people because they really seem nice. But he has built this audience for himself and he's just doing uh, terrific. It's just um, crazy how big he's gotten. It's awesome. Uh, but in that world, you know what I mean? Like in this family world that is not normally a stand-up world at all. Um, let's go over here to Sean. Sean, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I want to call that song a miss. And I want to say it almost sounds like you took the chance on throwing in all that stuff to make it a Super Bowl anthem, almost. Mm, for New Orleans, please. Kind of what? weird, and I doubt it. But, okay. I mean, I'm sure that he wrote it six years ago, but it took this long to put it out. He should oh, yeah. have probably just put it on his website six years ago. Throw it on the album. And we're on our own. Bum, bum, bum. Strangely, there is going to be a Giants reference in another song as well. In, and uh, the Ray Giants <laughs> coming to San Francisco. Victor Cruz is going to get an no, he, He's writing about the uh, 08 Giants. <laughs> Proud of get out of the pocket, Eli. You'll find something deep late in the game. Um, it's better than working he, on a dream. This is the worst thing about being a Bruce Springsteen. Now, the upside is amazing. You know, because Bruce, if he never did anything again wherever he went, you know, he's like the Brian Reagan of, of rock and roll. People are going to show up and see him. But you get two complaints. One is that sounds too much like a Bruce Springsteen song. And the other complaint is that's too different. Than a Bruce Springsteen song. Oh, Jesus. You can't fucking... Yeah, you can't... Um, Just love Bruce. You can't deal. Um, let's go over here, Chris. Chris, you're on my face. Hey, I'm going to call it a trash. The, the melody works well enough, but uh, the message behind it, believe me, if there's a hurricane bearing down on the uh, Jersey Shore, Bruce is one of the own. Bruce is getting rescued. Bruce is not one of this totalitarian rabble. A lot of righteous indignation out of him. Well, first of all, I think Bruce knows that he's well off, but he does think that he would like to see everybody being treated in, in a lot of ways. And I think you can say a lot of things about Springsteen. I don't think hypocrite would ever bounce into it for me. You no. Know? I never fucking saw him as one. He's seen yeah. like a dude from Jersey even through all this shit. But no matter what happened, I mean, he always has kind of uh, a, a belief system there. Mick, you're on fence. Hey, uh, definitely, I don't think he's a hypocrite, but that definitely is an Obama uh, Democratic National uh, Convention theme song. Can't you see Obama waving as the song's playing in the background with the confetti coming down? Yeah, the problem is I don't think he's running against Bush this time, so the anti-Bush stuff just seems a little uh, uh, dated. Uh, let's go over here to Max in Philly. You're on my face. Hey, Ronnie B, I uh, got a bit of a moral conundrum for you. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. 
Yeah, I had, uh, used to compete uh, back in college, uh, and uh, my roommate, actually, who used to run with me, he uh, just got busted for doing steroids. But, man, we were, like, adamant. We had a friend of his, fellow countryman, that got tested positive for them, and we used to slate him. Like, he was the worst of the worst. And now I'm kind of torn between, because that's how I still feel, but, I mean, the man's one of my best friends. Um, what, what's the, what do you compete? What's the sport? He was a, he's a marathon man. Mm. Very, very good. Olympian too. Um, and you were saying now your moral conundrum is how do you go back and talk to him? Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird, man. I mean, I'm, I'm anti, totally anti the, the drugs and the sport, but I mean, this man is, I still want to talk to him. It doesn't really change how I feel, but I, it, it kind of does in a way, you know? Uh yeah, I I I could see that, but if it is your friend, I think that you you need to go back and like you'd be like, dude, what what happened here? I remember me and you used to talk about this. What changed your mind? And you know, open up with him about it. Yeah, yeah, I think he's in some pretty uh, some pretty dark places, man. So yeah, it's out there, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's got enough people coming at him right now for fucking up the sport, and you know. That's, well, that's my first reaction, to want to defend him, you know, like, fuck these assholes. Right. But I also totally disagree with what he did. No, well, you can actually even talk to him about that, you know. Uh, maybe he felt like he'd be out of the sport if he didn't cheat. I don't know. You know, maybe that's the fucking weirdness of where he got. That's some weird shit, man. Yeah. I really appreciate taking the call, man. All right. I mean, I know if there was a joke steroid, I'd be forcing on these guys. I'd be like, everybody lined up for the joke steroids today. Let's juice. Would our balls shrink? I don't think yours would. Oh, I get After you were afraid to take your pants down the other day, yeah. there's been, people have been calling you BB balls ever since what? then. No. Mm -hmm. yeah. Balls are normal size. Well, BB balls, you know. This is a time to count on the country. I'm calling on the country here uh, for a list that we got up on the Interra Bank today. Uh, and the reason why is our team basically sucked ass for it. We were looking for the country's best donuts. And I don't care who you are, but you got a place to go for donuts. Uh, and I don't like people who play fast and loose with their donuts. Uh, we put together with some of our people. And I'm going to tell you the truth. The word Duncan showed up. Oh. Horton showed up, and even intimates. Now, I realize that there's becoming this break here. This is becoming this steroid fucking issue for us. You know, like, my guys, instead of taking steroids, they're just like, let's try to do less and do it worse. Oh, no. But in the case of donuts, I think it's something people need to be serious about. We're looking for the best donuts in the country, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I don't like to fuck around with donuts. I don't like to play games with donuts. I want a donut so fucking good that you couldn't even possibly go there every day. I'm talking about a donut... That you need a little recovery time from. That's what I'm looking for with a donut. Now, we have a place in New York City uh, 
that I'm a gigantic fan of, and that's the donut plant in uh, the Lower East Side. Not only do I not go there on a daily basis, I don't even know if I could go there on a monthly basis. I need time off between the great creme brulee donut. Now, we normally get these on Fat Tuesday. Uh, which has got to be coming out fairly soon, huh? It's Yeah, it's going to be like early February. You heard Fez, early February, we will be eating these donuts. And I would stack it up against any donut in the world. That, of course, has made the list. Now, when I said I'm turning down the Dunkins, I'm turning down the Hortons, and yes, I have, because they did come to New York, and they didn't, they didn't make an impact here. I'm not turning down the Krispy Kreme, but on one version only, the light has to be on and you have to be getting the glazed donut while it's still hot. I saw someone wreck a car doing that before. Holy shit. Uh, I'm not kidding. They drove right through the window. <laughs> they drove right crazy. through the window when the light went on. That's hardcore. That's addiction. Uh, Travis, you're on the Run of Fest show. I know it's kind of local, but this will probably go about anywhere. I grew up in a small town in Michigan, and uh, there was a little local apple orchard. They just made your classic donuts, powdered sugar, plain, and cinnamon sugar. When they were hot on the weekend, you couldn't beat them with some hot apple cider. about the best damn thing you could have. Now, Travis, I could not agree with you more. I think you are 100% right. On our list here, number six, it's uh, Waterbury, Vermont. And these are homemade cider donuts, and they come out of uh, that old kind of machine where you put them on a conveyor belt and they run through the grease and come out the other side. They uh, hit them very quickly, and you're biting them seconds after them coming out of this. Uh, And the orchards do a great job of this. They are absolutely... Phenomenal. Now, what we want is for you to uh, go over to the Interrobang, put in your local places, and maybe we'll rerun this on Fat Tuesday with the definitive list. Because anyone who doesn't eat donuts on Fat Tuesday, in my opinion, is A, not American, B, not a Catholic, and C, not a Catholic American. Uh, There's some religious things you throw out because they're stupid, but you keep Fat Tuesday and eating donuts. Delish. Um, Let's go over here to Bill in Boston. You're on Manifest. Ron, if you ever make your way up here again, there's a place called Cane's Donuts in Saugus, Massachusetts. I'd fucking step over my brother's body to get to this place. I love their marble donut. They're unbelievable. Um, I'm a big fan of the New England donut as well. I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, let's go over here to Dennis. Dennis, what do you got? Ronnie B. Cafe Du Monde in New Orleans for beignets. French donuts. It's almost like a zippery. Uh, hot out of the grease, covered in powdered sugar. You can only do them once in a while. It's a heart attack waiting to happen. Now- Out. The beignets, which is a form of donuts that you get in Louisiana, I guess it's a French thing. I find them to just be phenomenal. Uh, put your list up on the Interbank, folks. I want you to add this. And in the meantime, my staff I won't even be making eye contact with. Oh, please. Um, and if there was a joke steroid, 
they'd all be taking it right now. Um, let's go over here to uh, Brian Bestchester. I'm going to go with uh, the strawberry glazed and twin donut, New York City. Um, I don't even know twin donut. Where exactly is it? There's a, there's a couple in northern Manhattan and in Inwood. Um, I think they have a couple down, down the Upper West Side, too. All right, let's get a look out for them. We might have to send out for those immediately. It's a local chain, but there's a, there's, there's a bunch of them. No, you can only, the only chain that I would ever accept, really, beside the Krispy Kreme, is the local chain. Yep. Um, the, from now, I, I'm not finding it, but the Cafe Dumont is on our list that the caller called about. I don't see it on there, though. Oh, yes, it is. It's number seven on our list. Um, and I do love a fucking beignet. Uh, let's go over here for some Philly talk with Queen Elizabeth. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, the Holmesburg Bakery on Frankfurt Avenue in Philly mm -hmm. has the absolutely the best cream donut I've ever had in my entire life. It's like heavy when you pick it up, mm -hmm. and it's buttercream filling that just, the whole, the donut, it's like slit on the top, and the cream just bursts out of it. And the place is just like a hole in the wall. Like, literally, I think you can have like four people in the place at a time. That's how small it is. Now, here's what I want to understand, Elizabeth. Why the last time I saw Kathleen from the Bronx came up here for a run, she didn't bring these donuts with her. Oh, Ron, I don't know if you could make the trip and not eat them all. Like, it just, okay. it's ridiculous. Good point. how good they are. All right, good point. She might have died on the way. All right, thank uh, you, Elizabeth. Make uh, sure you put that up on the Interabang, because I want to get the full list out on on Fat Tuesday. There's some things that you can fuck around in, about in life. I don't think you should be playing games with donuts. I think it's an important thing. And the kind of people that you see at the bad chains are amazing to me. Because uh, I'd rather have no donuts than be sitting in some of those places. Um, let's go over here to um, Bill Houston. Bill. Hey, Ronnie B. There's a place here called Shipley's, and uh, they've got the best glaze. I want no part of a piece of cake with a hole in it. you got to have a glazed hot donut. Uh, Krispy Kreme tried to come into Houston, and they got stopped. Is that they, right? They, they shut down within six months. And there's the thing is, there's 60 to 100 of these things all around town, and uh, there's no competition. They're the best. Um, thank you so much. Let's go over here to Tony. Tony, what do you got for me? Hey, how's it going today, guys? Uh, I got kind of two for you. I got one at the local one east of Cleveland. It's East, they call it Biagio's. Old Italian guy makes these donuts that I'll drive a half hour to get. All homemade filling, apples everything you can imagine. And then there's a place in Texas, uh, being a trucker, a buddy of mine was down there and told me, he's like, if you ever go, you got to stop. It's in Round Rock, Texas, outside of San Antonio. It's called Round Rock Donut. Uh, as a matter of fact, they did it on Man versus Food. I, I drove 10 minutes off the highway to go there, and these donuts, they're just a glazed donut, and they melt your mouth like butter. Let me tell you, if the glazed donut is done perfectly, you don't need anything else. You certainly don't need a lot of cheap-ass fillers. It should be done perfectly. Now, truckers should know this, too. Like, if you're a trucker and you're traveling around the country 
There's no way that you shouldn't know where the best everything is. I know that you got to make time, but also there's life itself. And if there is a great donut place and you're five miles from it, your ass should be there. And I have no respect for you if you don't at least know where it is. You don't have to go there every single time. But you don't want to fuck around. Um, let's go over here to Sean. He's calling us from New York City. Hey, how you doing, Ron? Good, man. Good, good. Uh, there's a place called Dough in Bed-Stuy. It's this tiny little place on a corner. And the donuts are amazing. They're just like... It's like taking a bite out of a baby's ass. Just like <laughs> there's uh, blood orange donuts and uh, hibiscus. And, what? Uh, they're like they're like they're huge and they're just they kind of melt in your mouth like cotton candy. They're just amazing. Blood orange. Blood orange. Yep. 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 Uh, like I don't orange. know if I would go for an orange taste, but you but you're saying it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The chocolate. They have chocolate. Regular. They have chocolates. And but yeah, you guys should order them though. So have them sent up or something. There. I amazing. will definitely do that. Uh, I I got some Brooklyn donuts um, not too long ago, and they were nice. They weren't the donut plant, so I'm not going to give them a plug. Good. That's my problem right now. I expect you to beat the donut plant if you're in New York. That's the big, big problem that I'm running into. Donut plant's dominating everything else. Uh, Right now, but we don't know all these places. Here is uh, Rob. Rob, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Federal Donuts in Philly. It's a, on 2nd Street. Pick up a bag of donuts, and you can go right down to the Mummers Museum and just have your... Uh, my favorite is the blueberry glaze. I like that with a, with a nice big glass of chocolate milk. Now, you actually go to the Mummers Museum with your donut. With my bag of donuts, I go. And I just walk around, have a couple donuts. And I'm there. I would never have a chocolate milk with a donut. I mean, you're you're asking to be overly sugarfied. Um, Zietz has brought us something from Rhode Island that has uh, a great, great buzz on it. A lot of people talking about. It. Tell us about it, Zietz. Ali's Donuts, which is like pretty much kind of down the street from my house in North Kingstown, Rhode Island, is mm-hmm. fucking so good. Not only do they make huge donut cakes and their donuts are good but they also make coffee buns which i say are in the donut family i got no problem with that i mean i would do a separate list on this someday if you would like to okay uh but yeah i'm a fan so so they take a coffee bun uh, delicious huge and they're like they're like this big no one can see they're probably yeah. six inches across and uh covered in delicious homemade frosting my favorite is the maple frosted coffee bun from alley's and you grew up near there and yeah. nothing will ever do for you but that. No, now. it's it's by far. I I used to think I hated like maple frosting when I was younger, and the first time my mom gave me one, I was like, "Holy shit, this this changed my life." It's my favorite thing to eat. Wait, and, why did you have to wait so long? I don't I don't know. I I always got chocolate frosted donuts. Okay, now what age did your life get changed by maple? Uh, it was when we moved to East Greenwich, so first grade so like i guess whatever age you are now do these things travel is there a reason why you haven't brought these down with you i've always found they're not as good like the next gotta be close i you you gotta get it close because you know you can wrap them in in saran wrap and they're still pretty good but it's not the same no i agree that's the thing about a lot of food you gotta be right there for it (sighs) fuck 
I got to make a Rhode Island trip. There's no doubt about it. Dude. I might be, wait just for the weather to break before, because it gets kind of summery up there, right? Yeah, it, it I does. I don't want to be too summery. Newport's also great. If, if we should do a show about Rhode Island stuff one day, and I'll tell you, we'll do it up real nice. Maybe we ought to do a show from Rhode Island where we just go up, spend a couple days, and get treated like fucking kings. Let's do it. Your dad can bring in all the great food places we that he knows. We could easily do that. Um, now, this is Ali's Donuts... North Kings just accepted like it's normal, like like a big long line. Yeah, it, it, there's a. It's just a small place. That's the only reason it really lines up. But yeah, you do have to get there kind of early to get the good stuff. They do run out at times, but it's great little business. The weird thing, the only thing that bothers me about Alley sometimes is you got to be careful about their hours. You would think a donut place like that is open, you know, all day on the weekends. I think they're only open till like noon or one. You know why? No. They're not going to sit around if it's not fresh. The best places will be like, we do it early, you come here, and we're not here to, you know, if you can't realize how great this is, we don't give a shit about you. I've rolled out to alleys and pajamas, like, a lot to make sure I get there on time. All right. I'm going to have to do a show, or I'm going to do a weekend in Rhode Island. I'm going to do a food weekend up there. Because uh, I've known, like, pizza places in New York that would say, the second we're out of dough, that's then we're closed that night. Well, that's good. Wow. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, let's go over to um, BC and Tampa. Gentlemen, Ron Fez. Yeah. Uh, Tampa, Florida, Nicola's Donuts at Bush and Armenia. Uh, still making great donuts. The one across from Chamberlain High School. They're going on 30 years of fantastic donuts. Um, Dunkin' Donuts. I just wanted to throw something out there. Uh, it's to my understanding that the majority of them, they don't even have a bakery anymore. Well, uh, the he, he, here's, the, here's the thing with Dunkin' Donuts. A Dunkin' Donut can mean anything. There are some that are really old school who bake on the property, and they've certainly improved to where they were 15 years ago when they were, like, dead. But then they also, if there's a little space, they'll open up a Dunkin' Donuts there and ship it in from across town. So you've got to know the Dunkin' Donuts. I used to work in Dunkin' Donuts for like a couple years, and it is true. Like a lot of them will just use a bigger Dunkin' Donuts to farm out, like right. they'll deliver. But Dunkin' Donuts are, are good, but they're only good if you get them, like if you're in the kitchen taking them fresh out. Like I chocolate glazed, if you can get them, it's impossible to do, but if you get them hot, it's fucking amazing. It, the thing is, you have to know, and this is the problem with chains. And the same thing, you know, to me, a better chain is Krispy Kreme. But even then, I've been to bad Krispy Kremes. And I've been to Krispy Kremes once they give you donuts that are 45 minutes an hour old. You don't want them. Yeah. Uh, and that place that he brought up, I do know it. And you notice it's not on the list. Face. Sorry. Uh, we're trying to have a fantastic list here. Um. Let's go over here to John. John, you're on my face. Ronnie B. Yeah. Uh, Brits Donuts in Carolina Beach, North Carolina. Mm. Uh, only glaze. They fry them in the corner, and they've been around since 1938. Rumor has it that Krispy Kreme took their idea and made a chain out of it. Now, have you compared them to Krispy Kreme? Oh, absolutely. They blow them away. They only do glaze. They're always hot. Um, you can only get coffee, milk. Donuts. That's it. See, that's my favorite kind of places, and that's why you know what uh, where Zitz is from up there in New England with those orchards to go. We do this kind of donut, 
and that's it. Don't ask us for those places are normally the best because they know we have a good product, and somebody who comes in and brings up the world chocolate or vanilla to us can get the fuck out. Now, this place I'm interested in mainly because you gave me that backstory that maybe Krispy Kreme wasn't the founder of this, and I got to look into it. Uh, make sure you send these over, uh, and we will make sure we credit everybody on the Interabang as we put a new improved list. Up on Fat Tuesday. Jay in New Jersey, you're on Manifest. Ronnie B, a million bucks. Uh, yeah. Spud Nuts Donuts in Charlottesville, Virginia. Since 1953, same location. They've changed nothing and also have great coffee. Hmm. And then also in uh, New Jersey, Delicious Orchards in Colts Neck. Still making uh, homemade cider, apple cider donuts. Hmm. I do love an apple cider donut. And I know people who haven't had it or haven't had it fresh have no idea what I'm talking about. And when I'm up in New England, and I, there's certain places that some of them have actually made this list, I'll fucking plan a trip around it. I feel about this the way I used to feel about dope. Like, well, uh, this guy's got the best. Gotta get them donuts. Yeah, I just don't want stuff that's close. Uh, you can tweet it to us. Uh, you can put it on the Facebook. Um, whatever you need to do. But we need to get this list. We need a definitive list. And I want it from all over the country. Here's Chuck in Iowa. Hey, Ronnie B. How you doing, man? Yeah. Hey, Donut Land Donuts, which is a small chain based mm. in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, Midwest chain. They have the best cake donuts I've ever uh, had a chance to feast on. I mean, these things, they, they have uh, cherry glazed with real chunks of cherry cooked into them, and blueberry glaze the same way. Unbelievable, man. You know, you used a word that hasn't been used all day here, cake donut. No one has sent it, and we definitely need a cake donut on this list. Make sure you get it over to the Interbank. Here is Rob in Colorado. What do you got for us, Rob? We got uh, Daylight Donuts out here. It's a local chain. Uh, mm -hmm. They're probably about seven or eight inches. I'd have to guess. I'm not quite sure on that. But I've never had a bad donut there. They're delicious. You know, um, I'll look into this place, Daylight Donuts. Now, a lot of people think, oh, a donut is big because it's huge. It doesn't have to be huge. The creme brulees I'm talking about is not a gigantic donut. Matter of fact, you don't even want to eat a lot of them. You might eat one or two of these and be like, I don't know if I can do this again for That's a while. always made me sad about Krispy Kreme donuts. They're so small that like you eat like three and then you're like all i want is more they're almost like donut holes big donut holes. yeah but then what happens an hour later you're like i don't oh. feel so good no yeah i need to lay down i think i'm gonna die i need to smoke while i'm sleeping um here's sean bring this to alabama now i never thought of alabama when it comes to donuts and but sean's ready to turn me around what do you got for me sean Oh, yeah, we're the donut capital of the South. We've, we've got this place down here called the Duchess Bakery in Coleman, Alabama. Makes the best glazed donut you've ever eaten. It kills Krispy Kreme. But the funny thing, Ron, about this shop is they sell out really early. And people still line up to get them. So I'm thinking if you're an entrepreneur, you make more goddamn donuts. You just don't turn people away. But hundreds of people a day get turned away because they won't make any more fucking donuts. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the weird thing. A lot of people will think, as an entrepreneur, you'll just get more, blah, blah, blah. But that makes it less special. Like, uh, what's the 
um, burger place that used to just be in the park down here. Shay Shack. Yeah. Now that they opened up everywhere, who cares? People used to eat these burgers. They would wait an hour and a half, two hours. I never did it. I would see the lines, but now that there's more of them, I'm like, all right, I'll go try one. Eh, nice, nice burger. But I never had that experience of this is the only place to get this. So I like what they're doing down there in Alabama. Make sure you send it to the Interabang. Uh, and you can tweet it to the iBang. You can put it up on the Facebook. Or you can go over and put it up on the thread. Um, we're going to get the perfect list together. The perfect list together. We're going to do something for you that the government won't. We take care of our own. Yeah, we take care of our own Springsteen uh, style. Jay, you're in I got a question for you first, Ryan, before I tell you. Is donut a winter food or a summer food? For me, I think of it more as a winter food I, or I agree, a fall I food. I for you. Yeah. Okay, fall, fall is good, but I got this. You might know it down in, uh, from near Wildwood, Ocean City, New Jersey. It's called Brown's Restaurant, 80 years old. They only make usually a half-hour line. It's right on the fucking boardwalk, and you get them. They only make them to order. They have six types of donut. I think it's chocolate, vanilla, plain, uh, glazed, and a cup of maybe a banana or some shit like that. It's fucking unbelievable. You take them off. I mean, atmosphere is part of it, too. You sit, and then you can sit on the boardwalk and just, you know, watch the waves, and they are fucking unreal. I don't know if you ever ran across them. Browns. No, I have never been there, and I'm... Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the nice thing about them, too. They're bite-sized, basically. You know, they're they're a little bigger than a bite. You know, Uh not a big round donut. So, I mean, I don't know. You pop in your mouth, you fucking want to drop it in. It's fucking unbelievable. I appreciate it. Let's go from the Jersey Shore over to Kentucky. Scott, what do you got Kentucky style? Uh, this is Tom from Kentucky. And, uh, you know, there's a place here called Heisman, and they have handmade donuts. They're all the donuts they do with the glaze and everything. It's all handmade. But they also have these apple coogans that will blow you away, and it's five minutes from Churchill Downs. And they're phenomenal. Oh, it will blow you away. I used to live in Germany, and the only other place that I've been, and I'm a truck driver, and the only place that I've ever been that even come close to German bacon was this place here, Heisman's Bakery, Mobile, Kentucky. Heisman's Bakery, Mobile, Kentucky. All right, I appreciate it, Scott. See, the truckers are on to this stuff. Uh, here's Adam. Adam, where are you? what are you talking about here? I'm talking about the best fucking thing I've ever eaten in my life. It's a bacon apple maple donut from Dynamo Donuts in San Francisco, California. They cook the apples in the bacon fat. They put the apples and the bacon in the batter, cover it with a maple glaze, and then sprinkle bacon on top. And what you were saying before about donuts not traveling well, these things, if you put them in the fridge for a day and let them congeal, they get even better. It's the best fucking thing I've ever had in my mouth. Why did you call it this like a month ago? Because you were you were un you were unspeakable. Dynamo Donuts in San Francisco. All right, we're gonna look into this place. It's the one donut that we've heard about that doesn't have to be fresh. A day later, it's better. He says. I, I got my own problem with it. I mean, where are you gonna keep it in the in the fridge? Where? I don't know about this. When face. things congeal, they look kind of gross. Yeah, I am. You know. I'm I'm more about hopping on a plane and going there. Um, now, if you watch the Food Network, Voodoo Donuts is on there like every third one. They're in Portland. Um, and it gets brought up all the time. 
Um, I know people writing that, that um, Seats would love their dickalic, dickalicious donut, but I'm not sure about it. Is that a real thing? Um, let's go over here to Noah, Baltimore. Hey, Ron. How are you doing today? Good, buddy. Um, in Ocean City, Maryland, there's this place called the Fractured Prune. And they make everything to order right in front of you. It changes the flavors change every day. They got about ten different glazes, and then any topping you can think of, they dip them right in the topping right after the glaze. Uh, what, what are they mainly open? Is it a morning place or late at night drunk place? Oh, it's a morning. It, they close it at like uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I like their attitude. I like their attitude. All right, Fracture Prune, Ocean City, Maryland. You got it, buddy. All right. Um, I got family living that far from there. I'll send them there immediately. I'm sure they already know about it. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, Jay, Illinois. How you doing, Roddy? Hey, buddy. Uh, we got a, a Mellow Cream Donuts here in Springfield, and, uh, grown up on them since the 60s, and they're to die for. The best thing about them is you got to get there early, otherwise they're gone by 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, but, uh, there's a sandwich shop next to it that uses their donut uh, dough to make the uh, sub sandwich bread from it. So you got a sweet bread along mm. with it. So it's made out of a donut bread dough. All right, my brother. Thank you so much. Here's Chris in Indiana. We're doing this all over the country right now. The best donuts. You know, for some reason, we got into this age of cupcake where it feels like the donut has become like a buck tooth step nephew. Not anymore. Uh, Chris. Yeah, hey guys. I've got uh, I've got a place in Middlebury, Indiana. It's in northern Indiana in Amish country. And uh, there's a place there called Rise and Roll. And they do a caramel powdered sugar donut that is so rich. It's, it's unbelievable. You can have one and then you turn into a diabetic if you eat the second one. It's incredible. You know, the Amish do some really, really great baking. There's no doubt about it. Not only that, but we used to have this farmer's market near me in Delaware County that was called The Sale. And it was the most amazing caramel corn I've ever had in my life. And they would make it in these big fucking drums. And these Amish would be stirring it with a shovel. And the shovel would just be coated with really old caramel that was on there from every day. And I'm telling you, they were amazing. They also made great potato chips. Uh, it's that kind of homemade shit, that real stuff is what we're looking for. Not the chain stuff, but look into it a little bit. Care about the world, care about your life. Entomans is on our list. Entomans from our staff. I started sopping when I saw what the people in the staff were handing in. Thank God for the listeners. Thank God for the Interabang uh, posters right now. Uh, here's Gooseman. Gooseman, where's the spot? Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie, we got Mr. D's Donuts in, at La Crosse, Wisconsin. Best place thing about this place is they were open at bar time, and you'd walk up to a walk-up window, and you would order. A, I don't think I've ever had a donut when I wasn't drunk as fuck there, but it was the best donut I've ever had in my life. Boy, the drinking in Wisconsin is just phenomenal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, beer, donuts. There's, By uh, the way, it is a winter food. There's a, uh, a video up on the Interabang of this uh, 
sloppy drunk girl. No, that's okay. You don't have to go to it. She's crying about the Packer loss. And her friend is videotaping her while she's driving. And you can see him blowing through stop signs in this. Like, let me get this video. And you know she's not watching the road at all. Do you think don't don't you said you thought donuts are winter food? I feel like cake donuts are winter food, but like glazed donuts are summery, like lighter. I'm not saying there's a time of year I won't eat a donut, but like glazed donuts are like um, donuts that are like frosted and not cake remind me of like going to the beach and like having a donut and chilling. But see those maple donuts where you grew up, I just think of like you want to catch that fresh in the fall and then the winter. You need coffee. You know, in the summer, you're doing an iced coffee or an iced tea, and you certainly don't want to be really filled up like you do That's in the true. winter. That's true. Um, here's Phil in Delaware. What do you got? Hey, Ronnie. I'm calling about Milburn Orchards. I'll tell you about their apple cider donuts. They're in Elkton, Maryland. Short ride from Claymont, Marcus Hook. Dude, I go through Elkton all the time. My parents don't live far from there now. They're down on the... Uh, down on the Chesapeake near White Crystal. Uh, and this is Milburn Orchards Milburn in Elkton? Orchards. Yep. Phil, you they might have just nice, changed my life for the better. Yeah, they got nice warm apple cider donuts, man. They're phenomenal. Phil, this might be the, this might be the thing I've been looking for my whole life. I don't know. Um, this got sent to us about hypnotic donuts. Got sent to the iBang. In Dallas, a chicken and waffle donut. What? Two cake donuts, fried chicken and bacon with syrup. Holy shit. I, I find know. all donuts hypnotic. I don't know if I'm falling for that. I don't know if I want a chicken with my donut. It sounds like a meal. Um, Don, what do you got for us? Hey, Ronnie. Uh, place out in California. It's uh, out there by San Francisco. It's called Butterfat Bakery. It's the shit. Anything you want. I don't care if it's donuts, muffins, whatever. It, I mean, it, you can only go there like once a year. I, I went out there about a year ago, and uh, uh, it's, it's off the chain. All right, the Butterfat Bakery. What part of California? It's around San Francisco. I can't remember because, I mean, it's been so long since I've been right. there, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's anything you want. It's got all the foo-foo scones and, you know, everything you want. But, I mean, the donuts, muffins, everything. It, they're, they're, I mean, it's little old place. It, it, it's just, it's awesome. Well, I love their name, the Butterfat. That's phenomenal. Um, let's go over here to uh, Pat. Pat, what do you got? Pat. Right me. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Uh, you were talking about the Fat Tuesday Donuts. There's a bakery in Hamtramck, Michigan. It's a little Polish enclave right in the middle of Detroit. And they have these, they're called punchkies, but they're spelled P-A-C-Z-I. Mm. And they only make them one time a year, and that's for Fat Tuesdays. They're lined up around the block. At midnight, they start lining up for this joint. And I'm telling you, Ronnie, you can only eat them one time a year. They're so rich. And so delicious. They got raspberry, custard. Unbelievable donuts, Ronnie. What town are we talking about? Camtramic, Michigan. That sounds just fantastic. Uh, Polish also. Fantastic bakers. Fantastic bakers. Uh, the Amish, terrific uh, bakers. And not just the Amish, but even the Mendonites. 
and the Dunkards. You don't have to be full-blown Amish to understand some of these things. Um, here's our buddy Andy in Cleveland. Hey, Andy, how are you? Hey, good. I'm just going to give a shout-out to uh, Becker's here in Cleveland. Becker's Donuts. Uh, they've been around for about 50 years. Um, as the guy mentioned before, they also do the patch keys, uh, which is basically like, you know, for those of you who don't know, it's like a super-filled jelly donut. It's like a jelly, like, filled till it's bursting. And, uh, you know, any kind of jelly you can possibly think of. And people come from the entire city drains into this one little uh, bakery on the west side to uh, to get their potchkis on uh, Fat Tuesday. It's just fantastic. And they do amazing cakes. They're kind of like the uh, resident uh, Ace of Cakes place. They do my wife's and mine uh, wedding cake. All right, so it's so. Becker's Donuts in Cleveland. Yep, Becker's Donuts in Cleveland. Like Baker's, but with an E and 7A. I am going to trust the Polish people of Cleveland to know what they're doing on on a Fat Tuesday. I really will. It's the Ron Fez show, and we got caught up into this uh, thing. Um, quite frankly, our staff, for the first time ever, really struggled to pull something together. But lately, there's been a lot of guilt, 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 guilt drinking going on around here, and probably even a little bit of oohs, and a little bit of and a Lock it up. What I'm trying to say is there's substance abuse going on in the staff. Oh. I've talked about it with Rob Cross. He may start drug testing. What? He may also start cum taste, uh, <laughs> testing. <laughs> I said tasting, but that's his way of doing a test. You know something, Rob? One day... I would like you to come in here and just say, Ronnie B, I'm glad I don't have to go through what Gary goes through. And then give me a nice handshake. That would be nice. We just have to do the cum tasting, though. I know. He's probably all pissed off about that. Set us back. Finally, we're hearing from Buffalo, a place where I fully respect the food. Jules, what do you got for me? Paula's Bakery on Kenmore Avenue in Buffalo. They have penis sticks that are the size of Nerf footballs. What? What is the name? Is peanut sticks? They're peanut sticks. A peanut stick. Yeah, you got to be careful how you ask for it. Yeah, I but guess you do. <laughs> peanut sticks are famous in Buffalo. They're very large. Buffaloes are fantastic. You this drives me crazy because this is another Buffalo f- food I didn't know about. Every time there seems to be more and more Buffalo food, all of it incredibly fattening, and all of it incredibly uh, delicious. Oh yeah, these are fattening. When you go there. You, Christmas Eve, I'll stop in there in the morning and buy donuts. And you get a half a dozen. The box weighs about maybe four pounds. And there's just fat people in line. Let I'm me, just this guy there. Let, let me say this. always great. But let me just say this about Buffalo. As we're talking about the, uh, the, the fucking dull, gentrified country that we got right now. Buffalo is keeping its own culture. It's not trying to become... Like everywhere else. Um, let's go over here to Josh in Rochester. You're on Ronnie Fess. Hey, Ronnie Fezzi. Hey, I want to tell you about Donuts Delight on uh, Culver in Rochester. Been around since the mid-50s. They uh, got the best apple fritters I've ever had. They're as big as your hand. I got hands, man. These suckers are huge. They only make 500 donuts a day. That's it. Now, why wouldn't Lily have ever told us about these donuts? 
I have. Well, they they closed down for uh, a few years. Uh, just reopened uh, last year. Uh, they were closed down, I guess, for four or five years. But I'd heard so many good things about them. I went in there uh, for the first time uh, last year, and I was hooked. I mean, I, I mean, I live around the corner, and uh, I stop there almost every day for apple fritters. The best I've ever had. All right, let me bring the sniper into this. I understand you got a place from your brother. Yeah, Frey's Donuts in Pinellas Park, Florida. Local chain there in the in the St. Pete area. Now, why didn't you know about this? Why did your brother know and not you? Um, because I haven't. I've never been there. They opened up since I had mo- moved oh, away. Oh, because I was like, this is very unusual. So this is a, a kind of a brand new but small chain. Right. Yeah. What they do is they actually, from what I've noticed, is they go into failed donut places like a bit, the national and, franchises. And you haven't eaten it? No. And I have. I've never had it. And then take over the shop, and then they have a huge success with it. Um. Yeah, well, you know, if the food is great, the location thing can play itself down. You know what I mean? Like, if the food is great, I'll go looking for it. So he was telling me about the Oreo chocolate glaze there. That's on the Intero Bank. Sounds delicious. Um, That's too far for me. Like, I don't need the Oreo up my glaze. If the glaze is good, the glaze is good. And that's when these people are going, oh, any topping you want. I don't know if I need that. Now, Holly's backing him up, though. Holly in St. Pete, soon to be Seattle, uh, loves this place. Um, let's go over to uh, Greg, Louisiana. Ronnie B. Yeah. Southern made donuts in Shreveport, Louisiana, made famous by Elvis when he was in the Louisiana Hayride. They make the king cake donut. Um, the king cake donut. That's the thing that they put the toys in? Right, with the little baby during Mardi Gras. Yeah. Fill it with cream cheese. Good stuff. All right. Um, let's go over here. Uh, here's Nate in Maine. What do you got for us, Nate? Hey, buddies. I got Tony's Donuts in Portland, Maine. They got an awesome old school molasses donut. Um, all right, I like the idea of that I like the idea of this main molasses donut. Uh, Fez, some other people are writing in here saying Fez doesn't know what he's talking about. That place has been there for a long, long time. I've never been in it. How come? I don't know. I guess it just never came up. Too busy staying home. Probably, yeah. Mm. That's why if something's great, you got to leave the house for it. Uh, I can only take a couple more here. I really do got to move along, but let's try this guy because uh, I want to have as many of the states mentioned as we can. Jason, what do you got? Hey, Jay, Ron. Uh, yeah. It's called Jolly Pirate Donuts in Huntington, West Virginia. There's only two stores. There's one in Huntington and in Charleston, West Virginia. All their donuts are made on site. Uh, you get a true baker's dozen for like six bucks, and the donuts are just melting your mouth good. And this is in West Virginia. Yeah, it's in, there's one store in Huntington, West Virginia, and one store in Charleston, West Virginia. It's just a local guy owns just two stores, and they've been there since like 1910. That sounds fantastic. I'm actually starting to get full of these donuts I haven't eaten. For a while, I went from really, really hungry to now, like, I don't know if I can't eat another donut. Randy's Donuts in Englewood is probably the most photographed 
uh, donut place in the world. That's you see it in a lot of movies. It's just that giant donut that you will see in movies. Um, I'm wondering about yours too, Fez, because uh, they got yours doesn't look like. Look how these old people are making this. That looks like a mom and pop. More than um, it's your thing of just this chain. I definitely want to look into that. I'm going to have people check it out. I'm going to put Holly behind the whole backstory. All right, we got to a uh, break here. Congratulations, everybody. You did a fantastic job of picking it up where the staff went down. Now, when we get back, we're going to talk a little Quentin Tarantino. It's the Run and Fest show. Run and Fez. Fez Wally, the Ron and Fez show continues next. Dude, you're a little bitch. I am not. I don't even know why I hang out with guys. Because you're a piece of shit. I am not a piece of shit. Yeah, but you're a little bitch. Sure are. God damn it, man. I swear you guys rip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. Let's be undecided. Let's take our time. Fez show. Uh, Fez uh, first phrase donuts uh, 19 years ago. Oh, okay. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, by the way, Rob Cross also said he wants the donut hole in San Jose, California on the list. He feels like the donut hole in San Jose, California did not get the Proper love. And Zietz went out of his way to uh, find an attractive woman that was somebody else was doing an interview with. So I got a chance to clock her. What did you think of her? I loved her. I loved, she's very cute. I I um I love blonde girls. I love the tall the pl- the tall blondes. So. I don't think she was that tall though. She looked petite to me. Yeah, I I don't know. I was kind of looking at her sitting down, just thinking about how gorgeous she was. So I don't really have anything. Maybe else. you like her in stilts. Maybe. I wish she was walking by here. Uh, we were just talking about the strangeness of how many people come through this hall. Too. It's just gotten nuts sometimes. Just some phenomenal people that come through here. Some that we get and some that go to other weird stations. Or maybe not even on a station at all. Just <laughs> We just run to someone a huge star who's not even on the air. He's in the building. Uh, there, There is at least... One 
person who stopped in to talk with the bosses once about doing a show. And basically it would have been a comedy talk show of someone that I had never once in my life considered funny, but an absolute legend. And I was saying, pick me to try to talk to these people. I'll help them put a show together for fun. I don't know, Fez, you don't have that Fezzy heat you used to with the people down the hall. Whatever happened there? You Most of the places we used to work, you were like fun guy. Yeah, uh, it's, um, I'm not sure what happened. I guess I lost my fun. Zeets, do you know what the reputation on Fez is? And I want you to be as honest as you can with us today. Because most places that we've ever worked, he was considered the fun guy in the hall. I think everyone respects Fez, but a lot of people also listen to the show and they they kind of wonder like what's going on with him at times. Like I've had random people that work here just come up to me and say, you should give Fez a hug today. And I right. say, why? Why? <laughs> like, why would I feel like that would freak him out more? Who do you feel like your hall of friends are, Fez? Um, let's see. Uh, Frank Raphael upstairs in production. He's a good friend. Um, let's see. Connie. The, the booking people. Mm. Kid Kelly. Kid Kelly just gave him some, I know. Zietz is laughing because Zietz is like that up-and-comer who likes to play the suits. And you feel like he's wasting his time. Well, I've only seen you walking with Kid Kelly one time, and that was today. Guess what? I told Kid Kelly that Fez got a black eye, and Kid Kelly gave him some kind of visine or something for his eye. And that started it. Oh. And now he's like, me and Kid Kelly are friends. Me and Katrina Bone are friends, too. Hicks, uh, get in here, because um, there is something called the first um, relevant hardcore song in decades has been released. Uh and people are talking about it. It's up on the IB wire right now on the Interabang. And uh, it's been released by an eight-year-old girl, an eight-year-old Australian girl. It's uh, supposedly only about 60 seconds long, but the first relevant Hardcore song in decades. Good God. And the listeners have been sending this to us. Uh, as a matter of fact, tons. We ignored the first half dozen emails. <laughs> and then finally, like, okay, we've got to check this out. It's up on the IB wire right now on the Interabang. If Hicks doesn't stop looking at muscle guys for no apparent reason. I'm trying to close <laughs> stuff out. It's just things like molasses. Who would put up... Pictures of guys and muscles. Well, I looked up steroids when that guy called in. With the Maybe if you didn't job. look up so many things or try to find funny dick pictures to <laughs> annoy like, us during the show. I don't like dick pictures. But you put them up. <laughs> if I, I somebody, have. Good thing you didn't call in about murder. Jesus. But here's the thing. We don't work the kind of jobs where I'm like, oh, I can't tell you what I'm seeing now. I can just go, it's a dick picture. You know what I mean? Like if I worked somewhere else and I'd be like seeing it. And laughing and not being able to explain it would be a big deal. All right, this is the an eight-year-old Aussie girl releasing what has been called the first relevant hardcore song in decades. Uh, let's just um, give it a listen. 
Animal Cup. It's good production. Good work, Juliet. Yeah, I'm sure her dad. <laughs> oh, it said film clip by Mum. Mum did it. I can see her in front of a Pro Tools rig. I don't like when people call their moms a mum. I think you're a mom or nothing at all. Like a British type of thing, sort of? Yeah, it is. I don't like that. Canadians do it, too. Oh, come on, Canada. You don't have to fucking bow down to the queen. They do. They love their fucking queen, even though it's not their queen anymore. They're like, I wish we were British. Why? They all wake up in the morning going, I wish we were British. Look at our British money. Don't you wish we lived there? Wish it wasn't so cold. <laughs> then go back then. I'm sure there's some room. Wish I was a baller. Wish I was taller. <laughs> wish I had a girl with a phone. a call her. That should be the fucking national <laughs> anthem of Canada. Why, get rid of that stupid old Canada. I want to get rid of our stupid song, too. I want to use the new Springsteen song. We take care of our own. It's awesome. You're loving it, huh? I really do, because I think that working on a dream album, just that single sucks so bad that I love this song. And people say there's no sax, but a lot of his music, he's kind of started to pare down the sax the past couple his albums. His sax anyway. player died. Well, I mean, before people that People are even. just going like, we miss it. We just miss the big man. I, I mean, the weirdest thing is I, I saw Springsteen... You know, a lot when I was younger. And people love the big man, sometimes for no apparent reason. Sometimes he didn't do a damn thing to earn their love, and they just loved him. Hey, it's the big man. You gotta love a guy called the big man. He's playing the sax. Well, uh, you know, the change was made uptown when the big man joined the band. That's true. Um, it is the Ron and Fez show. Is there any other news things that we need to get to before we get into Mr. Springsteen? Is there anything else happening out there that is on the end of the line? Because I don't want to miss a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a a Thursday, uh, and as we said today, Rick Perry has dropped out of the race, and he had my vote the whole way. Really? You were a Perry guy? I even have a Rick Perry wig that I call, because I call him haircut. And I thought he was going to be just gigantic. But the Rick Perry wig party. He could and, just shoot off. And I didn't know when he first came in that he was retarded as he was. But tonight is going to be uh, the campaign bombshell that should blow a newt out of the water and leave this all open for uh, Romney. And, you know, Fez gave fucking Sarah Palin... All the credit today, but I told you that Romney was fucking picked from day one. From day one, before the first thing, I go, everybody here has lined this thing up. There's some kind of Romney protection on. Now, it took Sarah Palin to fucking say it for Fez to throw up the flag and say, now I believe. It was Romney. Was that the blonde chick going by or just your buddy? That was just Ryan Sampson of the morning mashup. Because he was the one talking with her? Yeah. Those guys will hang out and do interviews as a team, right? Yeah, lots of, like, sometimes they'll split it up. Like, I think Ryan was the only one doing this one, but they, all three of, three out of the four, because Rich is normally doing uh, Cavino and Rich during the day, but the, the other three will hang and all do interviews. Well, what, does, what do they say 
during their show, like, hey, Rich is going to leave for a minute, or they say we recorded this? Uh, I think what they do is they, they actually kind of just play the answers, and they'll be like, I asked uh, Ron Bennington what he felt oh, about Oh, man. So they cut it up to keep it Sometimes. nice it and depends. tight for morning oh, radio. They do, because I heard they had like, I don't know, four minutes with Quentin Tarantino when he came in here like three yeah. years ago, and they spaced out over the course of the entire like four-hour show or whatever it is. That's well, what we should do. Stuff will be held a while, which. But you know what? We should, and we've talked about this a million times. I want to start doing producer meetings. I'll pull in some of the quotes, just as things like to pull these things out and start talking about them. Because people say some wild ass shit in these interviews that we either agree with or disagree with or have time to think about. I mean, we have a lot of brilliant people coming through here. Jesus Christ, on a daily basis. Well, not Jesus Christ. I would love to get him. That would be a big get. And if I did have him, I'd say this. A, put on a shirt. And then B, I'm going to come at you hard with this one. Who's your dad? And that would have been the first thing. Off the bat? I'd make him do a DNA test. I want to do a trick with a bottle of water we give him. You are not the father. His... <laughs> His DNA test would come back like this. Oh, just all glowing. That doesn't prove anything. I will say this about Jesus, and I don't want to start a religious fight here. Okay. Most attractive God out there, bar none. Well, the Indian gods are more like, I don't know why. Uh, Yeah. 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 Elephant monster. Buddha too fat. That's only the pictures that you saw when he was younger. He looked great. Yeah. But the pictures that they show, he's very middle-aged. But catch him coming out of college. And, I mean, I think he used to row. I think Buddha used to row for a while. Damn, that Buddha? He was ripped. The ears are huge. Ain't Buddha's? nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think, I think he's got, like, really long lobes. Big ears are a sign of uh, strength. But it looks like a lady there. Sure. That's when he was was just his best. Yeah. That's the fucking one that Zeitz won't pay attention to. By the way, his lobes look perfect in that picture. Again, I don't know if I would say that these are pictures. I guess illustrations. (laughs) Could you imagine how much it would be worth if you got a picture of, of the Christ? Oh, shit. Oh, I'd now. Would you sell it or give it away? Like it was the polio vaccine. I would sell that. I would have a private auction. Did you ever hear that story about the polio vaccine that he just gave it away and it, he would have been, you know, the you richest person? Cash no. off that? No. He said. He said it would be like asking people to pay for the sun. He goes, "This belongs oh. to everyone." Oh, that guy's pretty fucking great. Then you could only remember his name, do you? John Polio. <laughs> Sir Polio. <laughs> I. Oh, it's bad. Fez, do you? Yes. Jonas Salk. Oh, there you go. Right, that guy. Of course. Now, here's the weird thing about it. This guy basically saved the planet. <laughs> and you don't know him. So but bad. But you're like, did you hear Vinny was in here from Jersey Shore? Did Vinny say why he left? And then I guess he comes back in a couple weeks. Anxiety. He was having panic attacks. You could tell. You could tell that he was anxious. And you saw what brought it on. It was his mom. He was doing really great until he saw his mom. The fam. The fam came by. He was just trying to get his drink on. And his F on. <laughs> Do you, seriously, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you ever talk in a way that's normal? 
uh, I find the way I talk normal. Fucking, I, I fucking talk how I fucking want to talk. Fucking yeah, I drop oh. a lot of F-bombs. Sorry, oh. I sound like a fancy lady from Rhode Island. I like wearing my PJs out wherever I go. <laughs> That's good. Did you hear about Syracuse lately, Ron? That's so funny. Now, Zietz, Yes, I curse a lot. Zietz, when uh, we went out looking for the little blonde girl, uh, Zietz actually says to me, and on the slide... I could have kidney punched Fez there. Here's my line, but I decided to let him go. Whoa! You know he's not really into it today, so I decided to let him go. And I'm like, you feel so superior to Fez Watley, but I think it's because he's up and he's moving around. He's not holding on to the table, but he feels like he's Muhammad Ali, and you're the aging Floyd Patterson. No, I just, I, I think that sometimes there's no need because, you know, I sometimes, like, you know, you just, yeah, I don't want to ruffle a bad situation. If that is the case, though, I would have kept it to myself, not came over and bragged to Ronnie B about yeah, really? it. Ron, I could have destroyed this guy, but I gave him a break. That's what Zito just said. All right, time to guess the Twitter. Got approved for my first credit card. <laughs> Milestone. Thanks, Capital One. Well, that's a very nice thing on your 60th birthday. What's in her wallet? <laughs> oh. Oh. It's vomiting. Uh, we, we got this up on the Interabang, and it's Spinner Picks. The 10 best Tarantino musical moments. Now, Hicks, you and I did a Tarantino show one time, and we did far more than 10. I don't know now, that, and this is when he had even less movies now. I don't know how you could only come up with 10. There's literally dozens of fucking... The way he picks music is just amazing. It can get obscure and get stuff that was popular. He brings it back. It's just... He's a master. Particularly by the time he got to Kill Bill where it's box sets there alone. The Kill Bill is absolute box sets. Amazing. Uh, but we will count these down. If you want to get in on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, well, they come up with their first thing is him singing as Elvis, which, why are we wasting our time? No, it's insane. Come on, Spinner. So we're going to go right away to nine. We're going to start this at nine. Now, as being a longtime Tarantino fan, not just of the movies, but of the music that goes along, and I'm watching a World War II film. When I hear this comes out, and really, I started grabbing my seat at this part. David Bowie in the middle of a World War II Let's Kill Hitler film? Mindfuck. <laughs> Mindfuck! So long. Now, 
about this part of the film, I literally jumped up and fucking, fucking just started to jump up and down. But I was seeing it in a screening room with critics, and it made for a very odd moment. It's okay. You're into it. Uh, this is one of those times where you do a song completely inappropriate, completely doesn't line up with the time, doesn't line up with the scene, and yet you make it perfect. Just amazing. Just that whole, like, I guess, I mean, montage with the Nazis coming in. Just amazing. It's just perfect. Uh, let's move on to number eight on this. Uh, and this is from Death Proof, which there is a song I would use from Death Proof, not necessarily this one, but it's the Coasters down in Mexico. Is uh, down in Mexico. Did you even know this song before this, Six? No, did not know it. Me neither. Uh, this is the best Tarantino musical moments if you want to get in on it. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Or put your opinion up on the Interrobang on the Quentin Tarantino lines there. Uh, let's go on to Kill Bill. And there were so many to do here. This one was from Kill Bill 2. Uh, Lorena. you think he's going to be mad that he did not uh, use some of these for his Western film? <laughs> They're perfect. Um, He'll pull some crazy shit out. He always does. Let's go over to John over here. I want to see what John thinks on line one, Pep. Uh, John in Michigan. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Hey. Uh, you got Ron Fez. Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, I'm seeing Little Green Bay, um, Reservoir Dogs, 
when they're walking in a line down that alley. It was, it, to me, this is what set the table. Did not make their top ten. Crazy. Spinner.com uh, put together this list, and uh, this did not make their top ten. Now, it is a difficult thing to pull off because there's so many, but I don't know if I would have used their number six. It's Quincy Jones, the theme from Ironside. I dig it. I don't think it's a top ten for me. Um, it's not because there's just so many more fucking amazing songs. Here's number five for Spinner.com. They use the five, six, seven, eights, and this definitely would have had to make my top ten. Woohoo! <laughs> Make your top ten, Hicks. It fucking starts. She's walking <laughs> to that crazy club. Yeah, the Charlie Brown guys. <laughs> Iconic. Hicks, I'm gonna go over to Brian uh, right now in North Carolina. Brian, what do you got? Hey, what's up, guys? I always like that part in Jackie Brown where um, where Samuel L. shoots Chris Rock in the back of the trunk of the car. To uh, I think it's a Brother Johnson song. I think maybe like Strawberry 23. That's exactly it. what it is. Uh, by the way, great music all the way through, Jackie Brown. Oh, and yeah. It, uh, that song did not make it. Let's give it a spin here. Strawberry 23. It's a heartbreaking scene, really. Amazing. Hello, my love. I heard a kiss from you. 
four is from Jackie Brown and that's the Delphonics I also think that this song has been used um, quite a few times in movies but I don't know if it's ever been uh, used like this where he was just thinking about her and he's this older dude the fact that he goes out and buys the tape because she was playing it yeah I mean, that is just like the fucking sweetest shit in the world. That's like something you do when you're a little kid. You're like, hey, I, I met this chick and she's into this kind of music, so I'm going to go pick it up, try to learn about it a little bit. I want to be into it. Yeah, I want to be into it. I want to like fucking say to her, hey, you're right. This shit's great. He goes and buys a cassette tape of the Delphonics. Robert Forrester, who, by the way, was the best part of The Descendants this year. Uh, did not blow your mind this time from Jackie Brown. It's a Linwood dance. Tarantino is so great. How well he uses music. It's an amazing skill that few directors can even execute. A handful. Just a handful. Four, maybe five. (laughs) Maybe five. Maybe uh, that's the five this week. 
we come up with the guys who can do it. We'll have that for you by tomorrow. That's how fucking quick we're on this. But to know that this is not only a song that's fucking great, but this is a song to have your fucking heartbreak to. Delphonics. Here's Rick in Virginia. What would you pick? Hey, uh, from Death Proof, when he went uh, head-to-head with the uh, with the Nova and the Civic, the Dave D. Dozy um, hold tight. It was really good. It was a really great scene, and then, of course, what that went into. So while they're just sitting there being these, like, little party girls, Rockin'. they have no idea what's literally coming over the fucking horizon their way. Let's play a little bit of hold tight. Why this song, this weird song that didn't even really cross over? Super obscure. And you're doing it in Austin in present day, but these young girls are into this fucking old fucking, you know, English music. is fucking cool as shit. Um, you know, normally he does... I would love to sit down and talk to him about the music one day. We're talking about Tarantino. The best, Tarantino, Spinner.com, did their top ten list on it. But normally he does the originals. He finds the finds really great things. Their number three here has always confused me because he does Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, but has Urge uh, Kill do it. And a Urge, Urge Overkill, by the way. In a style that's almost the same as the original. It's a very weird choice to make. This is from Pulp Fiction. You'll be a woman soon. I love you so much, can't count all the ways I've died for you, girl, and all they can say is he's not your kind. You'll never get tired of putting me down, and I never know when I come around what I'm gonna find. 
Rose from Pulp Fiction. Jay here in Jersey. Uh, by the way, the, the numbers on the lines aren't even up. I don't know whether you, you have it on your side, Hicks or Fez, but I don't have it on mine at all. Uh, Jay in Jersey uh, wants to talk about Pulp Fiction a little bit. Hey, Ron. Jay from Jersey. The uh, reason why I called is from Pulp Fiction. First movie I ever watched with my now wife of many years uh, when we were dating. Um, we wound up using the song Surf Rider uh, from Pulp Fiction to walk out to in our wedding. You know, when you walk out for the first time as husband and wife into the reception? Yeah. And, and people were looking at each other like, where the hell did this come from? But, uh, you know, it was something special to us because it's the first, time, first movie we ever I think it's badass. Yeah. It's a way to leave a diner, too. Pulp Fiction was their first date. Yep. Did she grab onto you when they had the fucking spike? Must me Wallace in the chest? <laughs> she thought it was pretty. She thought it was pretty uh, violent and gross, but she oh. she must have, she must have loved me because she sat through it and sat through a lot of the other movies that I love that she doesn't particularly care for, I guess. But uh, I will tell you this: anybody who's ever taken the GAC route, I think Mia Wallace is your dream girl. Mia Wallace is super cool. Second, of course. There's such a fucking cool ending to this. And again, nobody was picking out obscure shit like this. Pulling stuff out of every genre. Now, the thing about Tarantino, he's always looking for music. And he writes the music, too. As does Cameron Crowe. Let's go over to our buddy Blowhard since we're staying into a Pulp Fiction mode right now. Blowhard, what do you got? Uh, so many, so many, so many. And, and just, just for the argument's sake, Pulp Fiction's his number one film. I don't care what anybody says. I, I just can't stop watching that movie. Well, but you know, the, Pulp Fiction, since that's happened, which, by the way, didn't win the Academy Award. And it should have. But every time now that you see these AFI lists, Pulp Fiction moves further and further up until it's like a top ten movie or screenplay of all time. And at the time, everyone's like, that Forrest Gump is so much nicer. Good God. And the casting is just, it's, it's, it's almost a perfect film, almost, in my, in my opinion. I, I just can't get enough of it. But the most important scene, musically, I think, was Jack Rabbit Slim, the Chuck Berry, you never can tell, the dance contest, mainly because this was Travolta's comeback. And I saw this in the movies. And Travolta, who, as you know, Tony Manero, urban cowboy, he wasn't doing anything until this movie. And when he got up and did that dance, people in the theater were going nuts. And I think that was the def defining moment of Travolta's career that brought him back and made him another big top box office star. And I just thought the scene itself was just in the music. And when he started doing the bat dance and yeah. stuff, it was just... His, yeah, his career was pretty much dead in the water. Dead in the water. And this came back. And, and then look what he did with it. In Brooklyn, oh. the disco people all just started screaming when he got up and danced that twist. And 
Oh, it was just it was just such a great scene. Now there, there might be some better scenes, but that one stands out only because of the the significance of it. And when he went into that bat dance routine with, that, with the hands, and and of course that's when we also see Tarantino's foot fetish uh, with the bare feet again. With yeah, the, they show, it shows up quite a bit. All right, here it is from Pulp Fiction. This was number two, number two on the list. Chuck Berry's "You Never Can Tell." thing is you can't go to a wedding without this fucking song playing and the bride and groom doing a dance to this dog shit just be yourself stop seriously stop turning everything into a fucking glee episode uh matt what do you got for me pal uh, death proof uh jeepster t-rex i'm glad to hear all the love for dust proof coming out today thought here and Zeitz I want you on this one let's pitch now that we want to do a Tarantino channel for when the new movie comes out okay before anybody else gets a stupid idea from us I definitely think that would fucking kill be awesome and I can't wait for the new movie um, let's move over to uh, line six and Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, buddy. Uh, I'm pretty sure this isn't number one, but every time I hear Midnight Confessions by the Grassroots, I think of a frazzled and flustered Robert De Niro trying to start up a late 60s VW bus. It was a, by the way, this is one of the most amazing fucking pop songs of all time. And, uh, Reborn in this film.
part of it always sounded like garage rock to me. It could have been the animals. And then it goes into this Archie's kind of hook. It just gets pussy all of a sudden. Staying with uh, Jackie Brown, let's go over to Moby in Kentucky. Moby, what do you got for me, pal? Yeah, there's a song from Jackie Brown, Across 110th Street, and I had never heard it before. It, I, I freaking love that song. It's there, one of my favorites. By the way, there's a, a black exploitation film that he loved called Across 110th Street. Uh, but I will always sing this song in New York City when I cross 110th Street. This was the beginning and end of Jackie Brown, right? Both scenes. Chris, Chris, how you doing, buddy? How you doing, Ronnie? Um, how about the closing credits, Kill Bill 2, Malanengua Salarosa by Chingon? This is uh, another strong closing with him. Stuff on the Antara Bang. Uh, said, remember when you did this about a year ago? Probably like about three years ago. It inspired me to search out Joe Texas I Gotcha and play it every time I was drunk. Uh, that was during the beat down the cop scene, uh, and it was a phenomenal one. This is Joe Tex. Give it to you! Go! Good God! 
when the uh, guy who uh, cut all the the fucking soundtracks for us and sent it to us? Yeah, the uh, the, the yeah, he just watches. wrote to us on the Interbank too. Nice, hell yeah! I still have that CD. Me too. All. Fuck yeah! We all love that shit. That was like one of the best presents we ever got. It's ridiculously cool. This got put together by uh, Spinner.com. They celebrated Tarantino's to ability to find just the right piece of music to set a mood, accent a moment, or send a scene into overdrive. Perfect way of describing that. This is from K. Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s. And the weird thing was, after that and Pulp Fiction, we thought that's where his sensibilities were. But now they're all over the place. Fucking destroyed that conception with Kill Bill. I mean, holy shit. Zeitz, what's the story? Are we getting the channel? Are we getting the Tarantino channel? Have you heard back yet? Well, I, I have some... I, I sent some emails to some bosses. I haven't had a chance to run down there yet. Tell them it's a slam dunk. We're going to start on it now and have it prepared. I think we shouldn't even wait for his approval. I think we should call it Tarantino Unchained. Ooh. Ooh. You think what I'm thinking? Maybe we can get Van Halen to do Unchained live in the fishbowl? For the jump off point, maybe. This is me, Wallace. Um, let's, uh, why don't we keep playing around with this? Let's go over here to Adam. Adam, what do you got? Hey, hey Ronnie. How you doing? Good. Um, I, to, to, to set the mood for the second half of Death Proof after the, after the film flips, um, I, I listen to it almost every day. It's April, March. She sings a song called Chick Habit. It's actually originally in French, which she sings, but then she did an English version for the soundtrack. Big, big love for uh, Death Proof today. Craig, Craig, you're on the Ron Fez show. We're talking about Tarantino because Spinner.com has picked their top ten Tarantino songs. I have to say that my number one of all time, especially Reservoir Dogs, 
dealer's wheel stuck in the middle of you when he's cutting his ear off. This, in terms of the Tarantino films, is his Free Bird, his Stairway to Heaven, his Bohemian Rhapsody. If it's not number one, it would be number two. But it's not going to drop much more than that, no matter how many years go by, because you cannot forget the shock of Mr. Blonde dancing around, torturing a cop to this song. Now, here's the interesting thing. This song wasn't considered hip when it came out. It was more like a bubblegum song. It wasn't played on album rock stations. But then after this got done in the 90s, everyone decided, oh, this fucking song is as good as anything. Oh, hell yeah. It is a great song. <laughs> we'll get back. When you fucking history with this song when I was little we used to hitchhike all the time and me and my friend were hitchhiking and we got picked up by these fucking weird older greasers who were drinking and driving and we're in the fucking car with them and they were blasting this song and I I I had to be fifth sixth grade but the thought of are these the guys that are going to kill me was a, in my head. This is a bad situation. And the fact that they even like let us out later, like nothing happened. These guys didn't do anything wrong, but they were so weird looking oh, fuck. that if anything, they look like the the hillbilly rapist in fucking Pulp Fiction. I'm not even fucking making up that gimmick. The old school greaser look. Zed picked you up. Yeah, and they were like in their forties or whatever, and just tatted up and drinking fucking forties, and just really weird. That's fucking, that's a crazy thing to associate with this fucking song. And then, then Reservoir Dogs comes out. Yeah. Please. A little cowbell for you. So this was their number one song. Although, Alan from Kansas has got an idea that I might even consider. Alan, what do you got? Yeah, we're talking Nancy Sinatra, the bang-bang from Kill Bill. It sets the tone for the whole movie. You know exactly what kind of movie you're getting into as soon as you hear that song. I agree 100%, man. Was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. 
He wore black and I wore white He would always win the fight Bang, bang He shot me down Bang, bang I hit the ground Bang, bang What was she fucking singing back then? She was one crazy chick Well, thank God she made the song But where was her head at? During the fucking fun 60s Singing shit like this Dark, slow weirdness. Seasons came and changed the time. When I grew up, I called him mine. He would always laugh and say, Remember when we used to play? Let's go over to Snowy in Michigan. Hey, Snowy. Hey, how you guys doing? It's a little off the beaten path here, but in Kill Bill 1, there was an instrumental I always get a kick out of called Battle Without Honor or Humanity. A lot of radio stations use this kind of a bumper music for a lot of this stuff, but it is not always like. It is fucking great. Now, this is the weird thing, uh, that this song was one that people didn't know, and now it's almost like a standard. It's almost a jock jam. You remember it, Fez? Oh, yeah. From where? Uh, WNEW. Fez remembers. I found out they were using this song, and we used it as our opening theme like a year before it came out. And then everybody thought we stole it. I mean, that Tarantino stole it from us. <laughs> and you remembered, buddy. Something I remembered. And now Hicks has thrown down the debate for who else? Who else does it this well? Come on. Maybe we'll pick that up tomorrow. We need a break here. It's around a Fez show on WNEW. Watley. This is the Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show continues next. The Ron and Fez Show. I won't fear no evil. No le tendré miedo al peligro. 
show uh getting ready to end this one up i am going to be on the ona show tomorrow i believe they start at 9 a.m so it's an early day for ronnie b they start at six yeah six a.m you seem surprised by this i know we're doing the 50 gallon drum challenge tomorrow i don't know what time Oh, badass. Yeah, it's going to be great. Nice. Um, so, there's a video up on the entire bang that everybody seems to be talking about, and it's a skateboarder versus gangster. Now, old saying, never bring a skateboard to a gunfight. No, no. And this guy did. Gang, gangbanger has a gun, skateboarder does not. Let's play a little bit of this. You say, hey, we're skateboarding around, we're having fun. Now, we don't know why the gang gangbangers don't like him, right? No, this dude just rolled up on him. He just rolled up and oh. points a gun at a skinny little kid. Now, Fez, uh-huh. this is bullying. Not making fun of someone or calling them names, but putting a fucking pistol in their head. Then the gangbanger wants to fight and is pushing him, which you don't normally want to fight with a guy who just pointed a gun at you. No. Even if you're a boxer, you would say, I don't need this fight here at all. Now, the skateboarder must weigh 110, 115. They are annoying with their skateboarding. And you see he's got a buddy walk up with his hands uh, in the air. And the skateboarder just sneaks the gangbanger and takes him to the ground. Um... Now, the great thing here is, here's another skateboarder using the skateboard to fucking smack the gangbanger on the spine and head while the little skateboarder keeps throwing fucking hands. He's lined them up. He's connecting. And more skateboard to the back of the head. Again, I've said this before when you're bullied. Have friends. It's not done, fuck it. Pull a gun. Never grab your own friend during a fight. Grab the other guy. Now look at him. He don't know where the fuck he is right now. Mr. Gangster. He's fucking staggering around like an idiot. And they ask you to subscribe. Yeah, I'll subscribe. Can I see one of these a day? We're going to beat up gangsters all day long. We're vigilantes. But hitting somebody in the top of the head with a fucking skateboard. Amazing. Fuck yeah. It's ridiculous. The kid just This pulls. little skinny kid can fucking can throw hands. He's throwing down. You don't give a fuck. He went straight at it. I don't know if he put the gun away or whatever. If they knocked it out. But Jesus Christ. Now, Fez, no, uh, I've been trying to show you some of these videos. 
to show you what actual bullying is like. It really isn't not including someone in your lunch table or making fun of them for talking different. That stuff hurts. You know why? Keep moving. Just keep moving past that in life. Now, when someone sticks a gun in your face, that's when it's a little scary. Or like the six-on-one that we saw the other day, which I believe most of those guys have been picked up by the Chicago police. Good. That also hurts. That, by the way, is bullying. Now, while we're all feeling uh, sorry for the Asian kid, one of the stories I read was it was a retaliation for another attack. Jesus. So the one that we're feeling sorry for might have been doing the same exact shit to another kid. It's one of those fucking kids. Yeah, are. a day or two before. <laughs> what the fuck? The skaters uh, impre- impressed me, though. Yeah. Fucking ballsy. Go to, ne- the, go to the Interabang caption contest going on. You can find it on the IB Wire. I'm surprised that you would be promoting that, Fez. I didn't know that you liked it so much. Well, there's a great prize on the line. It's the book Zombie Spaceship Wasteland. Uh, Otis, Otis, wait, wait. I want to hear you say that again. Zombie Spaceship Wasteland. 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 It's only teenage whistling. And that is signed by Pat Oswald. Say the name again, because I love the way you say it. Uh, zombie Spaceship Wasteland. 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 Don't cry. It's a hysterical picture. We'll give out the, to- uh, the zombie teenage wasteland uh, tomorrow. Fezzi gets a little Scottish sometimes, doesn't he? He's got that Scott blood in him. The Highlands of Pinellas Park. <laughs> the Highlands are not the drylands when it comes to Pinellas Park. They're below sea level. The Highlands of Pinellas Park. Highlands. Highlands in the wasteland. Uh, how many comments you got on that right now, Fez? Uh, let's see here. Uh... Oh, uh, just well over 200 that want to make a comment. Well, you can't now act like you're upset after you just promoted it with Zombie Teenage Wasteland. You've got to take one square or the other. So uh, we're getting ready to shut this one down. Now, I will be in bright and early tomorrow, and that's 9 a.m. that the ONA show starts? Six. Why would they start so early? I don't know. Maybe something to do with... I would say West Coast, but... It's three in the morning there. Yeah, it's even worse in the yeah. West Coast. Drive time, maybe? No one drives at six. I you guarantee you I will zip into here. Zip in here t- tomorrow. Uh, take your thumb off, Dead Zeets. What do you got, Mafia Life Chris? What's up, buddies? Hey. You know, even if this guy was not normally a good fighter, it's that point in life when the gun's pointed to your head where you have to decide. You know, you're going to sink or swim, man. Well, I didn't know this. Somebody pointed a gun at you before? Yeah, in my life, sure. Somebody pointed a gun. They go like this. They go up the chain. Now, have you ever had a gun pointed at you, Hicks? Yeah, I once had a gun pointed at me. DT. Mine was twice, two different times. The weird thing is, did you feel like a feeling of fear? I got a little weirded out because a fucking gun, my fucking very close to me, pointed at me. For some reason, with me, me, I just went in the opposite way. I got a feeling of like fucking warmness, just like okay. 
Jesus. It just I don't know why. One, I was actually working, and a guy came in, stuck his shotgun in my face. And the other one was, you know, regular drug stuff. But, you know, which, who cares? Um, but I, I've had them around, but not pointing it right. You know, yeah, like yeah, fucking like it seemed to with you, all dude. the crazy talk that you know, just like movie crazy talk. But for some reason, I found that it was the exact opposite of feeling afraid. Just like I don't know, just a, zen maybe. Yeah, maybe there was a zenness to it. Like this is not, this is actually too weird to be present real. for. <laughs> uh, Mafia life, Chris, you coming in tomorrow at one? Yes, sir. What's I'll that all about? Yeah. Are you bringing Nemo cakes? No, I'm not bringing Nemo cakes. I'm bringing, uh, I don't know, Spumoni Garden and cannolis. Do you remember that he's, oh, you guys don't even remember when he we, he used to bring Nemo cakes every time. Oh, shit. Well, that's a very nice, we're in for a very nice lunch tomorrow then. Oh, yeah. We're all excited about it. I'll bring Fred's Nemo cakes if he wants the pudding cakes. He used to like the chocolate pudding. Yeah, he used I to like it. Then he had three stents. I'd eat the pudding first, then the rest of the cake. Just like he does when he's giving rim jobs. Oh. Hi, kid, Fuzzy. I'm just, you know, I'm a wasteland. All right, see you tomorrow, Chris. All right, see you guys. And you got big news to announce, right? I do, I do. All right. If you show up with a gun, I show up with a skateboard. And this is keep getting more and more like that. It's fucked up. See you later, pal. <laughs> All right, I think we plugged everything we need. Plug... Fezzy, you're not eating Nemo cakes. Tell unhealthy life Chris not to bring Fezzy any more of those stent cakes. He, he used to pack our whole office with it back in NEW. Oh, fuck. We had that, and you were going to hate this, Hicks. Just free beer. Mm. There was constant free beer in the place. Motherfucker. Not a lot of free beer here. No, there isn't. You do get pretzel rods, though. Not the same. I can't, uh... And soda pop. I can't forget life with fucking pretzel rods. Do you really call it soda pop and not soda? No, I call it soda. Did you say it that? to say soda pop. Right. Worked for you. All right, that's it for us. We're out. See you guys back in here tomorrow. Lots more to deal with. I watched it for a little. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Donk. Watch things on TV. Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John.